The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the afternoon to you, Greg. How are you feeling? You had a big day. You, you interviewed Dan Fogler today. Of course, I feel we have great. Cool friends available probably as you see this maybe on YouTube. Uh, it, I feel great, and thank you again for lining that up. That was so yeah. freaking fun. Yeah. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even bring up Balls of Fury. He brought up Balls. What? Of Fury. Oh, okay, so there you go. As long as it got there, as long as it got yeah, there in the end. There. It was it was cool. It was a great opportunity to just kind of dig. I'm always fascinated by by people who are enjoying his level of success, see how they started, where they came from. Sure. And like, you know, he grew up in New York and and talked a little bit about doing improv and the comedy scene there and all that stuff and applying for SNL and stuff. So it was really cool. Really funny. Did he ever get on SNL? He did not. He tell yeah. I mean the, the story is in the podcast. I don't want to ruin okay, it. Okay, yeah. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. We have cool friends available on youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe. Unless you're watching on Patreon right now because you're such a good supporter of if you're watching this live, be recorded. It's not up yet, but for everybody else, it'll probably be up at the time. No, I guess not. It's going up Wednesday. That's what we're going to say. All right. Wednesday, 11 a.m., right, mm-hmm. Tim? That's exactly right, Greg. That I don't like voice, how that was course. accusational against Tim. I don't like your tone there, Greg. Well, right. Tim's Tim. the only one who pays attention to the schedule. <laughs> Knows exactly. I know. If I was going to ask you, Nick, are we still posting? <laughs> we we have cool friends. I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea. Full his, of course, that voice belongs to Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby loose in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. How you what doing, the Greg? fuck is going on in your house right now? I'm finally getting my Dolby in ceiling Atmos speakers installed in the theater. And, and so because of that, welcome. I, I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I've, I've owned them uh, since last November. But we haven't oh. been able to 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 get them get them installed because it's a whole it's a whole to do, Greg. Now here's the thing about it: you, you say right it's a, you say it's a whole to do. I know that Kevin's been busting his hump over there installing stuff since you moved. Kevin, mm-hmm. why weren't you up to this challenge? This sounds like something you'd have the seesaw horses out there. You'd be move. sawing a log. I had to move and I and yeah. like Paula said I had to prioritize our stuff mm. before moving on their stuff. So nothing has gotten done. I'd like I, to at imagine. Point, I got the dog and they just stopped doing things. Paul is really mad. Sure, sure. I'd like to imagine that to get Kevin on the on the ceiling, that yeah, you, know, you mentioned <laughs> a, you mentioned a seesaw, and I imagine Kevin on one side, and then everybody just jump on the other side, and launching him up, and then him grabbing up, and then just like installing sure. from there. I love just, that. Yeah, just the same. Yeah, no, imagine but, Kevin well, on the ceiling. I like that. When we were first setting it up, I we went over to Tim's house, and I was like. Let's just let's just get the projector up. And he was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "You see that mini fridge you got? Let's put some bins on top of it. Let's just see what it looks like." Stayed that way for like seven months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing. It was very scary. People probably don't don't know this, but the the projector that like when you see the theater, the projector was not mounted until about two weeks ago. That was scary. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. It was just it was, on a tower. Yeah, uh, I, I went to visit when you first moved in, and you were like, "Sit down, take a load off, take, take a look," and, and you gave me a blanket. You're like, don't touch this. Up, and I saw the projector just swaying in the wind. 
And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a lot of wind. A lot of wind in that theater downstairs. <laughs> and then in the windowless theater downstairs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my hot but, air. <laughs> uh, to Kevin's credit, though, he he did install. He mounted the projector himself because he's a badass. But also when we were first planning the theater, there was the big conversation of do we get the in-ceiling Atmos speakers? That yeah. sounds like a bitch to install. And it sounds scary. There's a lot of stuff. And I was like, I don't know. And I did the Tim thing where I was like – Kev, I don't know. Kev was like, "You got to get him. Like, I'll do it. Don't worry, I'll do it." And here we are, a year later. He hasn't done it, but it's getting done, and I am happy that he won that argument because now I'm about to get some ceiling atmos speakers. Speak now, my next question on the, my next question on this front is: Is this a verified Dolby Atmos repairman speaker person, or is this one of Kevin's? Like, oh, this guy, he also he's a butcher, but he's yeah. also a speaker guy. <laughs> no, this, this guy's legit. This guy's legit. He's a butcher. <laughs> this guy but sells the best speaker. cuts of deli meat. He shows up in like that that uh, the white apron covered in like blood, and he's got the hatch. He's yeah. like, I, I can get these in there. He's like, God, He's like. I got a I got a fish in my trunk. I want you guys to take a look at it if you want it. It's yours. Yeah, exactly. It's like I noticed your tires are low too. Let me change the oil out there. He's got the rolls. Like, this, this mount isn't quite tall on me. Shoves like a couple of like hunks of meat underneath it. Just <laughs> everything. So I love that this this narrative that this guy solves everything with meat. So anything. <laughs> you probably car's a funny sound. I got a good view cutlet that'll fix that. He doesn't let anything go to waste. That's no. the biggest thing about him. No. You know this Eddie guy. He he. You know the pig's feet nobody wants or whatever. He's got those in the trunk ready to go the bones you can use those as toothpicks you can make a good soup i guess ah rounding out the quartet he's the hispanic heartthrob texas treat latino heat clicking heads and ripping them to shreds the globe trotting head shotting nitro rifle from twitch.tv andy cortez good afternoon Greg. andy how does it feel that that is stuck your rick flair uh speech there because like I it's just one of those things, you know, usually you talk about, like, you can't give yourself a nickname. But one day you're like, this is how you want to be introduced. And that's just how it's been. I love it. I, and yeah. I love that even the fact that people know that it's a joke and know that it's stupid. And like, which they, part they, of it is the joke? Which part, which part of it is stupid? Just like the nitro rifle. It's just, it's just a shitty, dumb joke. Like oh, it, sure. Okay, okay. It's just a, it's a cheesy ass gamer name that I sure. just, it's self-appointed. And then even at one point I was playing fall guys with alana she was like i love nitro rifle because of how bad it is i was like yeah that's the point i'm glad you understand kind of what i'm going for I'm glad you get it hey greg hey how you doing i'm has okay it stuck? has it stuck Where are i you do it every are... show i do it every you, show you, i introduce him with the you do thing. it every show but i don't but like when i Nick, walk you don't listen with... to half of the show though great point great point <laughs> i mean i don't listen to half the shows that i'm on is, is that yeah. What yeah yeah but what i'm saying is with the like last in progress walked... not after the fact <laughs> no, like in progress that's what i meant yeah yeah, yeah i know but i'm just saying the last time andy and i walked down the street together it wasn't like people were like oh my god there's the clicking heads and getting into beds rooting tooting fucking <laughs> cherry pie <laughs> <laughs> No, it's proving that he doesn't listen to anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Tim, enlighten us. Do the whole thing right now from memory. Oh, couldn't I couldn't fucking no. do it? No way. Like Texas Treat Latino Heat, clicking heads, ripping them to shreds. 
getting from into the TV. Globe trotting. <laughs> Globe trotting. Nitro rifle from twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. I'll That's tell you this. Andy. I will say this. You can t- you can officially say it sticks the next time Andy and I go for an urban hike and someone shouts that out the window. No one's going to shout it out. I mean, it's car. just like, you know, if I said, if I was on anything with you, Nick, and I was like, you know what, from now on, I want you to call me Snoopy Loopy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I also, and I wasn't like, you have to say Snoopy Loopy. I was like, here's a very specific, <laughs> what did they call yeah. it? Uh, of some sort. Or? No, no. I, not, what's not a? Uh, a I wanted what stanza? I, here's a stanza you have to read every yeah. time you uh, you get Snoopy Loopy. I mean, Snoopy Loopy. It's, just, it, oh. it's all. It's that's perfect. That that makes sense. Nice what is that? I respect though. That has what is that? I know what you're thinking. That's got to be a boo song. Greg's gonna get even nuttier today. Today we're putting something new in the tank. All right. What we got here is some Kyoto iced coffee. Oh, drip dash. I think you're gonna go. That is a fucking badass name for an ice coffee. Yeah. It says in the back no. here, it says uh, it's like it's the equivalent to three shots of espresso. <laughs> Andy, how do you oh, feel wow. about this iconography oh. on this, this 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 logo for Drip Dash? Let me see it. The can, camera again? can I can I zoom in one more time? Let me see. Oh, that's cool as hell. That's pretty I love dope. that. I'm not going to lie. Love the simplicity of it. Very minimalist. That's really sick. Perfect. And, Dude, oh, we're and, all over the place here. But Nick, I, I want to bring attention to what's on your head right now. The speaker hair. Oh, your hair. I'm like, I like this, but I really, really appreciate the commitment to the mullet. It's it's been really fun. Um, and I have had some very interesting interactions with the world because of it now. So when I walk outside in just the mask, I have actually heard people stop mid sentence, look at me for a second, and then do the whisper mostly. But like, I didn't hear what they said, but you feel the ew. Where they yeah. go, like, like spicy chicken nuggets. Spicy chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm lo- Andy started this, of course. Here, let me take one off so you guys can see this. Um, Andy started it, of course, when we did the uh, KFAF episode, and it's kind of gone. We did it. We did it. I wish we had a little bit more back here, Andy, because I made you kind of fade it all the way back. Mm-hmm. Do the, like the Damon Hatfield, but. Yeah. Well, because at the time, it, it, was, it was too short to where I didn't know whether it was going to become a mullet or more of a mohawk. Yeah, so you I know? think I might eventually turn it into more of a thick mohawk and have him just do it more back here because my wife has said that it's a lot it's a little bit better when I when I tail it and not so much when I purposely do it, use a gallon yeah. of hairspray to make it like the Kurt Russell. I just don't have that, the hair for the Kurt Russell. That's but more mohawk than. That's more mohawk than. Well, we need to add then Nick and this is going to be a big commitment. What we need to add to sort of complete this look we need to just get like a big machete or a spear and just slice down your face. Oh, um, and you just get a big scar. Cause I think oh, having oh, a I think giant, oh. I think having a giant face scar to go along with this sure. whole vibe. Now, granted, it's going to take about eight months for that scar to kind of finalize and become part of your sure. look. Cause for a while it's going to be really bloody and pussy and like okay. scabby, you know, I can't get it treated immediately. I have to do it myself. Like, oh, no, <clears> no, 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 you no. have get, to get, get the it done. Kylo Ren bandaid, you know, yeah. that like oh, leathery yeah, okay. black looking thing. Yeah. Well, I, ha- yeah. I have I have a scar already on my forehead. It just keeps peeling. I have to have it zapped again. I think I have the face cancer again. I'm not quite sure. Oh. I mean, not in like a bad way. It's just like a minute. I remember I had like a bump on my forehead for a long yeah. time, and none of you guys asked about it except for Greg because he cares about my well being. I went into a dermatologist. I was like, I, this part keeps flaking on my face. I keep picking at it. I thought it was a hat. And she looked at me. She goes, oh, no, that's like a potentially cancerous thing, but I'm sure it's fine. But let's zap it anyway. And so she did the nitrous oxide thing, but she kept yeah. it there for a really long time to the point where I'm like, burn, burn through your head. You started getting to my brain with that. Uh, but I have to go yeah. back. now because A little Homelander action. 
Good well, Madeline's still walking. But I do think we need. So a, I, I think we need like a scar, or maybe not a scar. I think w- w- a quick, easy fix, so you don't have to go through the whole year of healing, right? And like a lot of medical kind of attention goes to it. We just cut a little slit in your eyebrow. So I thought about oh, doing. Oh, oh, oh. I thought about doing the Ricky. The Ricky Vaughn. Yeah, I appreciate that. The Rick Vaughn, like the an actual like pattern here, but I just don't think I'm there quite yet. Like I, I was going to do. Where's that reference? You're, I know I should know, but not, it's not picking uh, up. Uh, Major not League. Big. Remember when he? he ah, uh, yeah. wild thing, wild thing. Yeah, wild thing. He had his. He had this haircut. Of course, he had better hair. It's Charlie Sheen. He had like thicker hairline, but he had it. But it was cut all the way back into exactly what you're talking about, which is that baseball player mullet slash thick mohawk. Yeah, but he had shark's tooth, like giant shark's teeth, just shaved into it, and it was even for the time terrible. Where you're like, that's not. No one would do that. Well, but I like the idea. Right? He's like little... white trash, bad, bad. bad yeah, he can't. He's bad from the, the track, this guy plays track. for the California Penal League. Yeah. Remember do that? you remember when he came back though in part two? I'd say everybody hates how part two. I know I'm the only person here who loves part two, but in I just part, don't two, part two, Tim, let me just tell you, in part two, yeah. where Charlie Sheen Wild Thing goes mm-hmm. totally corporate, goes sellout, sell autograph man. events. He's dating like a super hot blonde model. And then the true fans of Wild Thing are like, what the fuck happened to Wild Thing? He lost his fastball. He's losing all his his abilities. Randy Quaid hates him. Yeah, everybody fucking hates uh, hates uh, Vaughn because he's just not the Wild Thing anymore. But then, Tim, at the very, very end of the movie, when they need him the most, the fucking music hits. Bow, bow, no, it doesn't even bow, remember. That was the thing. That's the best part about it is he comes out of the bullpen and they cut to – uh, like the goosebumps they right now. Up to the where, like the behind the things, and then one of the women goes, "Oh my god, he's back!" And <laughs> Yo, she runs over right. and grabs the beta tape that like they haven't used in forever and shoves it in and hits it, and it's the first time. Yeah, wild thing. And then, and he's just walking out there with the fucking glasses with the little skulls on the side, and the crowd's just I'm like, gonna... "He's fucking back!" Oh my, it was just like it's hell such a yeah. Match. He's I'm also like forty it. pounds Tim, overweight from where he was in the original <laughs> Major hey, League because they let so much five time to six pass. Year differential. <laughs> Great, Tim. Have you seen Major League the first one? I have not. Okay, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Once those Dolby Atmos speakers, you're going to want to take those for a mm-hmm. test drive. What better would do that than this is a baseball movie, movie I'm catching on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, but it is a okay. it's a comedy. It's got a ridiculously good cast, not the least of which is Charlie Sheehan, Wesley Snipes is in it, um, Tom Zuzo, Tom Berger. Uh, all of these people that you'd be like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's that guy. And the idea behind this movie is that there's a clause. Uh, the, the owner of the of the Cleveland Indians dies. His wife, who just like married him for the money, uh, found a clause that if the team slips below a certain amount of losses, she can move them to Florida. So she purposely puts together. She left everyone go and purposely puts together the shittiest team imaginable. And then basically gives them nothing so that they have to lose. But then they find a way, of course, to stick it to the man and win. Um, and it's just it's so and Rene Russo's in it as well, just in case you didn't need that. Oh, but that's the extra like that's the icing on the cake right there. The I showed it to Dee How three weeks that? ago and she was like, this is actually a really good movie. <laughs> I'm like, I know. How does this stack up so, to basketball? Hold on. That's got to be so exciting for D with just the ball. fucking pig's trough of shit you feed her <laughs> night after night on netflix <laughs> but here's one that she's like hey you know what i don't hate this this isn't well, I've, trash i've been trying to get her to i've been going back through like all these movies that because I, I like to do this sometimes obviously so i can make silly jokes all the about time it. But i love to go back and watch 80s and early 90s movies just to see if they hold up and most sure. of the time they don't I'll, i'm like oh my god i can't believe i defended that movie so hard like watching like be careful defending a movie you saw 35 years ago because you watch it as a 40 year old adult and you're like this is 
like Dick Tracy. I was like, oh, I fucking love Dick Tracy. I watched it four weeks ago. I was like, this movie is a nightmare. It makes no sense. And it doesn't have any plot whatsoever. It was super boring. But I made her recently go back and watch. I didn't make her. Uh, we watched together uh, Major League and then like Beverly Hills Cop and a few other ones. And she was like, you're doing pretty good. I'm, I'm batting like uh, 500 right now, Andy. Okay. And I'm sorry, Tim, what was your question? Uh, how does it not come to basketball? basketball. Ah, Completely basketball. different style of movie. Basketball is a parody. This is actually just a legit sports movie. That's a comedy. Man, oh, I'm, watching, really? I'm, watching, I'm mm-hmm. watching the clip right now, Greg. It is so fucking good. Oh, yeah. Ba- Major League is not. Major oh, is not that's like what I'm thinking with Charlie Sheen. Okay. You're thinking Hot, oh, yeah, hot Shots. Yeah, which I have seen Hot Shots. Great movie. Hot I Shots. I put the clip in Discord. Tim, you got to check this out later, man. It's just so okay. good. I will. Don't watch it now. Major League is like legit like held in regard as like a, a de- like a good sports movie that's hype. Not like a cheesy Love yeah, naked gun. But I think you'll like it. Coach walks Baseball out, he's like, give me Vaughn. And they're just like, Vaughn, are you serious? And then Randy Quaid's like, we want the wild thing. The can't hit a, a fastball thing, whatever the fuck he calls it. And then he sees him in the dugout. You don't see you don't see Vaughn yet. You don't see wild. How do you thing remember this much? He just watched it. He just watched it. I just had a right idea. And oh, then he's looking at he's like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then the lady in the booth is like, oh my God, he's back. And she like gets the oh, tape man. and she's That's like, crank moment. it, Jerry. She gets a tape. She pops it in. What? <laughs> and he walks out with a leather jacket on top of his uniform. It. Just like fell, yeah. off sleeves. Totally. With spikes in the illegal. back. Like, it's just like, it's a lightning pattern. It's so sick, dude. He, so he sick. bucked the corporation. You know what Hell I mean? Yeah. Like when the rock in, the people champ, the corporate champ, the people champ, he's back. It's very much like, it's very much a soul skater thing. Very much a soul skater thing. I'm all about that, dude. Team pop and sons. Mm-hmm. Remember in Major League One when it, they're they're still terrible and the ball they it gets hit and it's clearly a home run and Randy Quaid goes or one either Randy Quaid or the other guy goes it's too high, <laughs> too high. What does that mean? Like, too high. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that's too high. Too high. <laughs> if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of funny podcast each and every week. Four best friends come around this microphone wire to talk about whatever it is they want to talk about in their bullshit lives. If you like that, hang out with us. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get each and every episode ad-free. You can be a part of it by submitting topics for us to talk about. And of course, you could watch it live as we record it, just like Kyle Boren, uh, Dan Carriga, uh, Jacek, Adam, and the Lou all are right now. Of course, you also get it with the post show we do exclusively on patreon.com slash kindoffunny with each and every episode. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week to get a brand spanking new episode that does have ads and doesn't have the post show and you can't write into. But we still love and appreciate you anyway. And we hope you subscribe, like, and share wherever you can. Housekeeping for you. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo, Steve Combs, Julian the Gluten Free Gamer, Blackjack, Lee Polero, Kieran O'Donnell, Steve Powers, and Chaminda Hangapola. Uh, today we're brought to you by Upstart, ExpressVPN, and Gabby, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin our show with a spirited topic, I think at least. Um, here's the thing I've thought about how to do this. Several times, many a time, some would say. I thought about doing it as a Twitter video, an Instagram video, but then I remember I have a podcast where I can come on here and talk directly to, of course, my three friends here. Kevin, two, four friends, did and you of do course, this table. Did. I did the you I did it. the mic wire today because we're, we're not gathered on the table. You know, what I mean, I like to ad lib it a little bit. That you know what okay. I mean. 
But I've thought about how to do uh, this video for a while. And I didn't know if I wanted to do it as a standalone, me down the barrel talking to Instagram, me talking to Twitter, however I wanted it to be. And then, like I just said, I remember I had the podcast where I get to talk to uh, all my kind of funny uh, coworkers and friends here. But more importantly, I get to talk to you, the kind of funny best friends. So we're going to start with this uh, conversation, at least from me to you, kind of funny listener slash supporter slash viewer, whatever you are, however you get the show. We do a lot of incredibly dumb stuff here and that's amazing and it's awesome and it's entertainment and we love making it for you and hanging out with you and talking about video games and movies and just recounting how goofy it is that kevin's busher is putting speakers into james roof you know what i mean we have a good time but one of the goofiest things we do i think is motivate you the kind of funny best friends to go out and vote for us in the stupidest ways whether it is forcing me to win trending gamer of the year whether it's forcing uh somebody to go uh, out there and get some opportunity they've never had before whether it's just trying to win a kind of funny best friend uh, a pin on insert coin we motivate the audience to go out for these fun things that are fun of course but in the grand scheme of things don't matter outside of that uh today i want to use that in a very specific way in a way that i think matters quite a bit and what I want to do, ladies and gentlemen, is to ask you to please vote for Joe Biden. Uh, obviously, we've been talking about uh, Trump and the elections here and there on all the different podcasts. But since we really had it out uh, recently where we were like, listen, we don't want bigots. We don't want transphobes. We don't want horrible fucking people in our community or watching our content. We haven't doubled back to that message, nor have we talked about uh, the election as just the election and what that means. And so, of course, lately I've been tweeting a lot of please vote for Joe Biden, usually quote tweeting something incredibly stupid or horrible the president has done. And so I do that message and, of course, get a lot of blowback from random folks on Twitter. Uh, and I'm saying random people who just come in because they search term Joe Biden and they want to start shit. But then also I have people coming in that are in the kind of founding community, but are not in the same vein as me in terms of like voting for this. And it happened recently with a very specific example where I'll leave names out, but there was something going on on Twitter. I was having a conversation with the person uh, through DMs and seeing what was happening publicly. Then I went to their profile and I noticed on their profile them talking about, the, again, this thing that wasn't really kind of funny related, but was why I was involved with them. And they said in there, this thing that stood out to me. And it was, listen, I hate Donald Trump, but it's not like I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. And so what I've come to the conclusion of and what I want to spend at least some of the podcast talking about, if not more of it or all of it, I don't know. And like I said, this video I would have done is I'm asking you to please vote for Joe Biden if you are a United States citizen who can vote. And what I mean by that is, and we'll get into all this. I understand maybe you don't like him because he's a career politician. Uh, you don't like him for a number of reasons, policy decisions, other things that we're going to talk about that he's done here. You think that the two-party system's broken. You'll just vote for a third-party candidate, or you think your vote doesn't matter. What I'm asking you to do is, whatever reason you have not to go vote for Joe Biden is to put it on ice and instead treat this very much like when I ask you to, and I'm not making a joke when I ask you to go vote for me in trendy gamer of the year, when we ask you to go vote for us in some ESPN poll, whatever it is, I'm asking you as Greg Miller, someone you've known maybe for three months, maybe for the entire 13 years, I've been making content on the internet. I'm asking you as a personal favor to me. If you are able to please go vote for Joe Biden this November. And Again, I think we're about to start a long conversation about who this man is and what this election is and all these different things. But again, it comes down to me that 
I understand being disillusioned. I think I've been disillusioned with politics for a long time. I think you can even look back to 2016 where we were doing all sorts of daily morning shows that weren't just games related. We we're talking all over stuff. And when Kevin and Colin would really start getting into it about politics and stuff, I would often glaze over or go into the chat or do whatever. And why was I doing that? Because like so many people, I was like, oh man, whatever. Like it's politics. Not to mention I was like, I assume at the time, did I see much of a difference between Hillary and Trump? Did I really think Trump was a threat? Anything like that? You know, the last four years, both in terms of what's happened with the country, uh, what's happened with me as a human being, I think growing up a bit, because I think, you know, you get to see that with everything, is shown that like 2020 can't be that. 2020 cannot be a year where we all sit here and go, well, I don't like Joe Biden. Well, and I and I hate bringing that up because that's a whole thing, a whole different rigmarole of not liking him or whatever. That's a different argument. But I I'm I don't like the system. I don't like the two party system. I want to vote for a third party. I want to do this. None of that is going to make your voice heard if Trump gets reelected. None of that is going to make this go on uh, in, in a path that you can sit there. I think and look at with 2020 hindsight and go, oh yeah. And the same thing of staying home. I hate both of them. I don't trust either of them. I understand having that in your heart i understand having that in your head again i'm asking you as your friend as i mean maybe i'm going too far i know a lot of people don't like the best friend moniker like i do even though i do believe in it but just as somebody you listen to and respect at least about playstation i get that i understand that i'm asking for a personal favor to go vote for joe biden guys in my off base now as far as i'm concerned I've, I've said this before i think it was on the uh, one of the heavier topics we did earlier this year, but one of my biggest regrets in 2016 was not going harder about stuff and kind of really just standing by it. Like to me, this whole idea of like, go vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for. It's like, I don't get that. Like you should stand by who you're voting for and push who you're voting for and, you know, try to convince people why that, why you believe that's the right answer. And to me, it's like the, there's always so many conversations about lesser of two evils and stuff. And it's like, look, there's a reality to this entire situation. The reality is it's either going to be Biden or uh, Trump that wins. That's the, those are the only two options. And it's like, let's just start as you don't like either option. One's way worse than the other. So strategically, realistically, there's only one move to do, and that's vote for Joe Biden to get Trump out. And I think, you know, it's something that obviously 2020 politics, even 2016 politics, you want to start stripping it back. I feel, and maybe again, like, you know, I've had this conversation with so many different people, whether it's Jen or, you know, playing the Avengers with my friends, this conversation of, man, had, it was it always like this? Like, and when you're a kid, you don't focus on the adult worries and concerns of the world, right? But I feel like growing up, there was a more tempered stance of, listen, I don't agree, this is my candidate, and I don't agree with him or her on X, Y, and Z, but... I agree with them on more issues than this person, and that's why I'm going that way. And I've seen so many great tweets about uh, Biden in particular, right? Of like, listen, Warren was my person, Sanders was my person, right? And I right now, it, it, the, Biden is my person. But when you know, once it's inauguration day and he's taking the oath and he's in office, here's my list of problems and things I want him to change about his campaign and his person and, and the Democratic Party and the country and all this different stuff. Of like, I feel like that's the way we have to look at this, right? Where again, like to me personally, looking at this choice and just looking at Donald Trump's Twitter feed 
and the way he talks to people, the way he talks about people, the way he lies to you, the American people, the way he lies at his campaign rallies about the coronavirus, or as he calls it, the Chinese virus, the way he insults people. Like, the, the list goes on and on and on and on of like, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I got plenty of problems with Joe Biden, but I don't have the dump truck full of problems I have with this person. You know, And I, I understand... Mm -hmm. They're being, I understand they're being like, this is a make or break issue for me kind of thing. But I feel like for me, it's just the tenor of a person the, the, who I want representing my country. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I mean, I, I echo those sentiments as well. And, and I think Joe Biden for me is the, it, it's kind of a no brainer at, at this point because he represents most of the ideals that I personally hold, hold uh, sacred as well as I know, you know, our group excuse very very liberal and you know in my opinion rightfully so but i i've the only thing is i've yet to ever hear someone be like well here's why you should vote for trump and that that any of those arguments that i hear they just don't they don't stack up for me um he's too inconsistent i think he's purposely sowing um a lot of uh of anger and violence into our community or into our country right now and i don't i don't like that i don't like that we're living in a state where our president decides that to 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 you know basically uh try to instill a police state when people are protesting on things mm -hmm. um and, and and interfere in state matters things like that and think that he can um granted i know the president has special powers for that sort of thing but i just don't think i think trump realizes that it's in his interest to to, to stir shit and be a troll 100%. and i just don't think that people understand how much that radiates throughout your everyday life and that to me is the that to me is the the number one reason why voting democratic this this election is important is that we just we really do need things to calm the fuck back down and i feel like biden will help do that i feel like biden will bring will will get us back to a place where we can all talk again whereas i think trump is in his best interest at least until november to keep stoking those fires sure. um and now you know with with ruth Bader ginsburg dying i'm just like oh christ you know He's get, he gets another Supreme Court nomination, and that's that's it's scary to me because those things are serious. Like a lot of the stuff that he's done so far can be dialed back, right? Trying to dial back Obamacare, you know, he wants to put that back and, and kill that. You know, Biden can bring that back. We can look at things like that. But these important the, the, the Supreme Court is really where a lot of power is held in the United States, or at least sure. a lot of the permanent changes that happen become very, very difficult uh, to be overturned at that level unless you have a majority of a conservative or, or, uh, or liberal justices. And so the fact that we're going to skew that far toward conservatism um, scares me. It does scare me. And now, granted, I know that in, in certain degrees, like even some of the justices that are supposed to be conservative have come out and like, you know, supported things like sure. OBA and things like that. And so it's not in that that position is supposed to be largely apolitical, but nothing is apolitical. It's the, the hardest part about this conversation, because I've had it so many times in the run up to this election period, let alone since Friday. Right where I, and I'm sure maybe after the fact, Tim put it together, but Tim and I, I finished my day on this. I, I shot for 12, no, 11 and a half hours. This thing that, uh, the, oh, I can tell you now the WWE uh, Battlegrounds 2K shoot that's we oh, yeah. that got announced today. That's going to be a fantastic video, but shot for, you know, 11 and a half hours, finished it. And Tim was like, hey, can we talk about something? I hit him up. It wasn't bad news at all. It was just, hey, here's some kind of funny stuff we we, we were talking about in the meeting. I want to catch you up on. And it was like, great, great. And I was there and I was tired, but I was into it and I was into it. And I made the mistake of refreshing Twitter. And Ugh. it was everybody going, oh, fucking no. And it just yeah. totally derailed me. I, I, I at one point apologized to Tim. Like, I wasn't paying attention anymore. Like, it was just that thing of your mind 
especially where we are four years into this Trump presidency, jumps to worst case scenarios and hyperbole and the terrifying ramifications that could be because of this. And it is that thing of, it's easy to sit here and go like, well, that's worst case scenario. You know, you see the whole thing of like, if they push through another conservative Supreme Court justice, then Biden does win, then Trump sues, then it goes all the way up there, right? And they're able to steal the election. And it's like, yes, that sounds like supervillain plot points of this. But when the president is closing down the borders, right, and labeling countries and worrying about immigration and building a wall and having a detention center and reports are coming out from whistleblowers that they are doing a surprising number of hysterectomies at these fucking, like, we are into the place where nothing is too crazy anymore. And so mm. it's hard. I, I find it hard all the time not to jump to that. The worst case scenarios, the worst case conclusions where it could just be exactly as you're saying, Nick, where, yeah, another conservative justice is on the bench, but not crazy conservative. And I, and I say crazy yeah. conservative in the way of not a Trumper, not a MAGA, not a like not these people who are out in their boats, who are marching through targets, tearing off their masks, screaming at people. Not that kind of, you know what I mean? But yeah. conservatism in general isn't bad. Uh, Republicans in general are not bad. But it's these people that can sit there with a straight face and support Donald Trump that I have an issue with. Yeah, I mean, and it's having that you, is you the biggest, That's the biggest thing, man. Like I uh, recently, Greg, on, on Twitter, there was a, a conversation that I, I got in with somebody. Uh, it wasn't much of a conversation, but they essentially uh, tweeted at uh, me and you and were like, like, hey, uh, if I am voting for Trump, uh, Am I welcome to be a fan? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just responded, no, as we've reiterated constantly over this last year. Yeah. And that is something that I stand by wholeheartedly. And it's, it, again, we've to make it clear for the thousandth time, we're not saying if you're conservative, we don't want you as a fan. We're not saying if you're Republican, we don't want you as a fan. It's Trump. It's supporting Trump. There's a difference there. And that difference is clear. I know the difference. You guys know the difference. We're all on the same page with that. So it's like, if you're out there and you're acting like you don't know the difference, that's on you. And I have absolutely no sympathy for the it. The key there, and I, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, so I'll speak strictly from my own point of view, is the key there is acting. That person who hit you up knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, they no. knew exactly the answer to it, and they were trying to yeah. rile it up. The handful of responses I saw to that tweet that were like, that's really offensive. I, w I wish I didn't know that. It was like, well, with all due respect, that means you haven't been watching the content for at least three months where we have had this very public thing of like this is what we stand for and that's the thing is like yeah sure that twitter thread went nowhere and it was like whatever i don't know these people responding but uh in the facebook group somebody screenshotted it also trying to start shit yeah. and posted it in the group and it had last i saw 600 comments of people going back and forth and trying to like put words in my mouth of what i said or what i meant by it and it's like so many people were uh putting the truth out there just being like Guys, you can't say you're a big fan and, and act like this, this is surprising and yeah. not know this stance. Like we we put out a message on every single platform that we could that spelled this out completely. And, and in this thread, people are posting links to this video saying, oh, they explain it all here. They explain it in this letter that we put yeah. out. They explain this, whatever. And all of a sudden people back up and are like, oh, well, hey, I, don't, I don't watch everything. And it's like, cool then you need to not jump to conclusions from all this stuff. It's like yeah. we need to make things clear at this point because there are certain things that you don't get an opinion on. And you just need to stand by something and tell other people, hey, you should stand with me because this is where we're standing. And this yeah. is one of those things.
And plus yeah, the amount of okay. the amount of just non kind of funny fans that did DM me and have like and when I say non kind of funny fans, I just mean people in in the industry that have said, "Oh, that was a really cool message y'all put out." So it's like if these people are seeing that stuff, who you got to assume are not regular listeners, sure. Then how did you possibly miss this? Um, Can I- Sorry, yeah. Can I just chime in one thing go while ahead, we're here? Because I have two things to chime in on. First off, exactly off of what you're coming from, Tim. I, I don't obviously use Facebook. Obviously. If you don't know, I don't use Facebook. <laughs> uh, so I don't see the Facebook group. I do use Reddit. And on Friday night, well, I, whenever this tweet with you happened, because I, I remember seeing it, the Reddit, a probably the same person who commented to you came to Reddit with it and just like, Hey, I'm just really upset because I'm a Republican and I voted for Trump and I'm going to do it again. And I don't know how kind of funny can say in one breath that everyone's welcome here, but in the next breath, I'm not welcome here. And what I want to give is hats off to the 20 different responses I saw in that thread before it got deleted by, I assume the actual poster when they realized they couldn't do this. All the kind of funny best friends, best friends, best friends, best friends who responded to it were civil and talking it out and explaining it and there was people from different countries being i don't fully understand what you're why you would do that but the one that killed me right was the one person who was like well no they're not saying because you're conservative they're saying if you support trump and are you gonna I mean, that was it are you gonna vote for trump uh this in this next election and the person said yes and the person another person maybe the same person responded and it was basically like okay tell me why and, yeah, and, that's he, always and, the, and then that's listed always the like all the horrible shit we've talked right. about that we can't stand that Trump did. And that person, the person who started put this whole thread together trying to start shit responded there and just goes, well, I can see the audience is no better than the hosts. And then the person who put the list together of shit responded to that person and said, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to antagonize you, blah, blah, blah. And I saw this on my phone. and I'm like, I want to write from a keyboard about this. And by the time I got to a keyboard, it was gone. And so I'll say publicly to the person who apologized, who went in and said, wait, well, this is why they don't like Trump. And that person who was then like, I see you guys are no better than the host. You, the person who apologized, you have nothing to apologize for. You handled that like the definition of what a kind of funny best friend to me means where yeah. we can sit there and we can talk about these things. But when we literally go, we can't, we don't, the problem with this idea that you can be a kind of funny best friend or a kind of funny viewer supporter, whatever you want to call it, but then also be, yeah, Donald Trump is the president. He's my president. I'm going to vote for this guy. They are polar opposites. His message is completely antithetical to us of be better to each other, take care of each other. Like his message is not that. His message is fuck every other country, fuck every other race. This is what it's going to be about. Rally behind me. I've done actually less for you. I will lie to you though to, to make you think I can do more for you. Like, I don't get it. And like that, and that's a conversation maybe for another time, maybe for this time, but that's the heart of it. And then one more thing, sorry, then I'll, I'll turn it back over to what Andy was saying, right? You talk about uh, the people in our industry have reached out and been like, it's really cool to see you guys take a stand, right? The amount of kind of funny audience members who have chimed in to say that as well. And, you know, over this weekend uh, on Saturday when I woke up and I had that thing of like, I, I'd like to think, again, I've been vocal about, let's vote for Biden. And I've already bought the shirts and I've already done all that stuff, but it was like, Let's get even more vocal about it. So I changed all my profile pics to me in the Biden-Harris shirt, right? And I was like, let's go, let's fight, let's do it. And the amount of DMs I got, like I went to my, I put it up on Instagram and then kind of forgot about it. I came back to Instagram and, you know, 6,000 likes or whatever it was, 400 comments, whatever, whatever it was. And so much fighting in the comments. And to see people like Harley from Epic Mealtime being in there, being like, 
Trump sucks and this is and then arguing with people about it and being like, no, you're wrong about this. And like then the DMs I got from him and other people being like, man, I'm really proud of you. It sucks to see your community do this. And I saw it on our subreddit again where somebody put up a thing of like, I'm glad to see them taking a stance. It just sucks to see this. And I'll say the same thing I said there of what you need to understand is on both of these things is we are out kicking the coverage. We are talking about a polarizing issue that gets well beyond the world of video games. And I think the Instagram comments for me, and perhaps I'm wrong, perhaps I'm naive, got out of control because of number one, I hashtagged it, Biden-Harris 2020. And then number two, I'm Greg Miller, and I've made a lot of people not like me over the years. So a lot of people hate follow me and just come in to start shit. The kind of funny is more successful than ever. We are making the best content of our career. Uh, we are, can't I cannot fathom or believe how great a shit burger of a year 2020 has been for this company and this community and the way we have e even more rallied around each other and i mean you the audience the viewer the listener in the way of what we mean by best friends in being there for each other in this incredibly challenging time like don't ever look at that and think that that is what our community is because it's not you know we don't get sadly you don't get to have a chance in your comments to be like i only want it if they've done this or said that or whatever like you know what i mean the internet is still an open marketplace for people to come in and say whatever the fuck they want but again i see it from the fans i talk to i see it from our industry peers i see it from our friends like right the people i want to be like man kind of funny is doing great say kind of funny is doing great so when joe blow 69 shows up and is like well i can't believe they'd say this you clearly didn't hear the message before and you're just here to start shit and you don't fucking matter so i don't care yeah, I mean that's that. I mean, well said. Um, I think that's the hardest part, right? Is that it's it's so difficult when you're having those conversations online to distinguish between people who are you know fervently believe in the conservative message or people who are just wanting to troll you because you're a quote unquote liberal, whatever. Look hard, get out of here. What are you? Yeah, whatever. Going to say SAW or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and that's tough, right? I mean that that person that 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 asked you that question um you don't know i mean you don't know tone was were they serious and just felt uh, assaulted or were they just looking to start something right and and as far as i'm concerned if if you know if i say i'm going to do something and people ask me why i i should be able to back that up with legitimate reasons why i would be voting or not voting for someone like trump and if you're not willing to have that discourse then and 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 put like oh, i don't know five bullet points down of things you believe in maybe you do believe in the wall maybe you believe in you love you love guns i don't know i don't whatever whatever really vibes with you about trump i want you to put that down if you can't put that down in writing on an, on, on a website that tells me something about you right that tells me you're not you either don't have the courage to stick with your convictions or you're just fucking with us or you don't want to put that in writing somewhere that might come down and burn you and if that's the, if you're if the third option is is why you're scared to have these discourses or or to post on forums things like that then you really got to ask yourself if what you believe in is what you is, is right because I, I think so many times the just i i just i just don't get there's i don't get the rationale for for the support and again in my mind and i, I i'm willing to say this the support for conservatism versus Trumpism is different to me. If you say again, I said this last time, but if you say, "Listen, Nick, I'm I'm very religious. I don't believe in abortion. Um, I'm X, Y, and Z, and and you know these these are why I vote Republican." And unfortunately, Trump is our one candidate. Um, I'm more sympathetic to that argument than, and it's the same with Biden, right? There's a lot. There's things I'm sure that we'll talk about where that I don't agree with necessarily with Biden, but because of our two party system, you're sort of like, "This is the guy we got to get behind," right? Um, like you mentioned before. And, but and man, I, it's just, it's so difficult. It's so difficult to, 
uh, if someone gave me 15 or 10 reasons, like here's why I'm voting for him, I would, I would look at those. I would read them and be like, I, and then we could have that conversation. I guarantee I'd probably disagree yeah. with a lot of them, but that is, that is, that's how it's supposed to go. Not the, just wait, I'm voting for Trump. Oh, you don't like me? Fuck you. And that's just, okay, cool. We're fine. And that's not what that's it dumb. is, right? That's a boiled down version here at 2020. This, you know, battle line has had to be drawn. Sorry, Andy, go ahead. No, just, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of what happens with the hardest of hardcore Trump fans is they are voting for him to own the libs. It is, it is just to, yeah, it's like tribalism, it, it's, sort it's, of being, like, it's or team sports. It's like a sport to them. Yeah, yeah. It is a, my team won and your team lost. Fuck you. You fucking pussies go to, you know, that that's all it's sort of become at this point. He's, uh, and I would say when Trump, you know, obviously sort of started rising in 2015 and eventually got elected in 2016, he incited a base that never had somebody that truly spoke for them. He incited a base that has had other Republicans and conservatives that they could have voted for. But, you know, whatever. This is the guy that is saying the out the, the insane shit that I am down for. And this guy's not afraid to tell it like it is. And yeah, there's some racism and nationalism thrown in there. And I'm a, I'm a fan of that. I'll tell you what, because I hate these brown people getting in my countries, into my country. And he's inciting that base. And it is sort of, it, it is creating division. It is creating division because these people never had somebody speaking for them. And then he gets elected. And we're told by so many people, guys, don't worry about it. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing has happened to those people who said that. Those people who said there's nothing to worry about are completely fine. The people that have had to deal with shit are, you know, minorities. Anybody who Trump has ever said, you know, if, if Trump just says a, a little comment here and there about the China virus, then there are Asian Americans being attacked. If it's a Muslim thing, there are attacks on mosques. It's it's white terrorism. It's people that fight for him. When you are voting for Trump, you are voting for somebody who has the approval of david duke and uh, like all of these other awful racist people in america that's their guy and he's your guy too look at who you're with look at who you're around and it's not he's not helping you a lot of his base i would say like i would say there's a lot of like uh lower class families that are big fans of trump and he's not helping you financially he's not dude you got one you lost your job. You got one $1,200 check after taxes, maybe $890, 900 bucks after taxes to last you during this whole, you know, debacle that we've been dealing with for the last six months with quarantine and working from home. This like, lie that he keeps pushing on the working class that Biden's tax plan is going to increase their taxes. You have to make more than 400,000 fucking dollars for it to increase you. Guess who Trump is talking to? He is talking in vague uh, vagalities, right, to the people who are fucking working poor, who are barely making it by, who are terrified of their taxes going by. And then he's talking to the fucking uber rich who don't want to share or take care of anybody. And he's got them both. The rich know this. The poor don't. But he's just talking in, in a way that says, oh, your taxes are going to go up if Biden gets in. Everybody's like, oh, fuck my taxes. Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, it's it's just lie after lie after lie after lie. Like it is. It's egregious at this point that everything out of his mouth is just an absolute like non-truth uh, when it comes to where your money's going, when it comes to the fact that Biden and Kamala Harris are going to bring socialism to America. Like, bro, <laughs> you're giving them way more credit than you want. Like they are. I wish they that. were. I wish I wish Biden and Harris were that 
drastic of a change. And, and that and that's always and that's always been uh, my thing with Biden. I was not a a Biden supporter. I was not a Buttigieg supporter. I was not. Uh, I was a I was a Bernie supporter. I wanted more progressivism. I wanted more. Uh, I wanted universal health care. I all of that shit helps out the country and helps out poor people who need that shit. And it and again, the question is always, where are we going to get that money? It's like, wh where is it? The money always going. The money's always going to places that we don't need it to be. Why not actually help out shit? So Biden was not my first choice, but it's an absolute like absolutely I'm going to vote for him. Why would I not? Because a vote for Trump is just it's going to hurt so many other people that you may not think about. If you're a white person in this country and you think that you're going to vote independent and that's going to be your fine and that's your choice, then you're hurting more people than you know uh, that you probably have friends around you that are minorities and some of them will definitely be impacted by your choices because a vote for again, it's just like 2016, you know, a vote that a vote for anybody else is a vote for Trump pretty much. And that's the reality of it. And I think that the reality is so important to focus on where it's like, Andy, you're making such a good point that like, this is a game to a lot of people to so many more. It's not a game. It's life. And there are real repercussions on, on people's ability to live their lives and support their families and all this stuff. And I, I see often in, in any community that, that we're a part of, whether it's any social media, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, all the stuff and seeing the, the, criticism of us doing conversations like this uh being like oh well this is turning me off more than anything i i am a republican person and there's like you being told what to do is making me uh not want to vote for biden even more and it's like first off i hope that the conversation we're having uh isn't condescending which is another thing that gets brought up a lot it's like we're trying to make change here and it's like there again there has to be a stand and so i think some of that can come off the wrong way but you need to listen to what's being said and and the like where it's coming from and not focus on the 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 the, the lecturiness of it all it's hard to to have this conversation without it sounding that way because there needs to be that type of statement made and follow through that comes up from it. And that's the thing is we might not be able to turn a Trump supporter into a Biden supporter uh, with these conversations. Hopefully, maybe we have. And, I, and I'm sure that we have for, to some extent for some people. But I do think that what Andy's talking about, about the people talking about third parties, the people talking about like all these other options are not voting. I do think that we can convince them because we can get them to understand that they do stand with us on this. Andy from Kind of Funny. Um, thank you, Tim, from Kind of Funny. Um, I like in the I, middle of a serious conversation, we still do it. <laughs> um, yes, uh, from Kind of Funny. Andy, etiquette, etiquette. I, I do know that, Tim, you're right. It is it is so hard for me to not go into combative mode. It's so hard for me to be chill out about stuff like this. Um, whenever people ask me questions on Twitter or on Reddit or whatever, it's so hard to try to be the bigger person because these Trump supporters have had four fucking years to learn and to know. And I, yeah, I'm not going to hold their hand for another four fucking years, dude. Like I, I, it, we, we've been trying so hard and like, I, the level of impatience I have with Trump supporters is just at an all time high because I just, I don't get it. It, it, it makes zero sense to me. I've never been more confused by anything in my life with, a super rich person acting like he fights for you. He's fighting for his friends. He's fighting for the people at the top. He's mm -hmm. fighting for the bottom line. And he's still, 
you know, th- this this man is a, a failure on so many accounts when it comes to so many businesses. But to them, he's just selling this lie that he is a winner and he is winning. And if you're with him, you're a winner and they're losers. They're absolute losers. And if you these these Black Lives Matter terrorists, these people, it's like just anything told. To, I just read a tweet earlier that said being a conservative must be so fucking dope. I just told my dad a lot of like crazy facts that are happening. And he said, oh, it doesn't sound real. And he just went along with his day. And it's so true because, like, yeah, it the fake news stuff was such a meme at the beginning. It was such a funny, stupid joke. Fake news media, fake news media. And now it doesn't matter what facts are out. It doesn't matter that Trump knew in February that this was a deadly airborne virus and that he kept it under wraps and didn't want to cause panic. Well, it's been fucking eight months now or six months now, dude. Like the panic is real and people are still dying. And I don't. When I tweeted out the other day, I tweeted out uh, about like the death count and some people were like, you're really going to put all these all these deaths on him. It's like, no, dude, because here's the thing. Um, uh, Another great tweet I read that was like. 20,000 people would have died under Hillary and the Republicans would have never shut up about it. Yeah. And it's it's so true. The same thing with Benghazi, the same thing when they like Obama wore a tan suit. It's just like the little things like that. that The little things that they go after. Like, no, I don't think every death is preventable. Of course not. Every country had deaths. But the fact that we are, I mean, think about how many people died in 9-11. And that was like a huge, you know, country moment where we all got together and we all said, you know, we're going to we're all together. Unity, all, all their parties. We're all together now because of 9-11 and how many people died there. And now there's 200,000 people dead, dude. And he knew in February and chose not to do anything about it and chose to just say, uh, chose to be chill about it and also made fun of like mask wearers at the beginning. Totally. And, then event- and then eventually when he wore a mask, you know, Republican Twitter's like, oh, eat that lid. What a strong leader. Yeah, He's yeah. wearing a mask now. It's when your you- point of like, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's so tiring. I can go on and on about this. Of course you can. Oh, I mean, because he just did it in his campaign speech the other day at that rally, right? Where he's like, oh yeah, nobody's dying from this really. It's it's all these underlying c- c- causes. The people who are dying, they're, they're not. And like you know, there's all these people t- today quote tweeting the speech and be like, my uncle, my dad, my family isn't a nobody. Like we had this. This is a real thing that's going on. And it's this conversation of you know when that uh, the Woodward stuff uh, uh, broke right of hey. This is the speech. He knew it was bad. He called it terrifying and all these different things. I know I'm misquoting a bit there. I'm being generous. But it was this thing of I, when I started tweeting about like I, that was one of my tweets of like, you know, please vote for Joe Biden. And people be like, what you want him? You wanted him to incite panic. And it's like there is a spectrum between fucking complete panic. You're going to die. And this will be gone by Easter Sunday. Don't worry about it. It's going to burn yeah. itself out. And that that's what he, he went to the other side. Not the middle of like, listen, it's going to be rough for a couple months. We're going to get through this, but this is what you need to do. Let's stop fucking playing games. Let's talk to everybody like they're an adult and tell them the same thing. Instead, he's stuck to the same name-calling bullshit, middle-of-the-night tweeting garbage, uh, calling everybody, the, giving everybody a nickname to make this out to another thing. And that's why you see our numbers totally fucked up when the rest of the world's aren't. You see ours start to go down like everybody else's and then spike the fuck back up because – we're America, man. Freedom, independence. Like nobody can think of the greater good here. You want to think about yourself and what you want to do. Yeah, I think it's I mean, it's tough, right? Because we're also talking in a lot of vagaries right now. And I think that I think it would probably behoove us at some point, maybe not in this podcast, but to actually go through the issues and tell people why we support 
Joe Biden's stance on these things. Sure. Um, and, you know, you get the socialism aspect gets brought up all the time. Well, the socialism, the social, socialism aspect largely gets brought up and correct me if I'm wrong. And Kevin, you can fact check me because of his support of Obamacare and because of him wanting to institute some level of um, health care for all, which yeah, the, but I, he wants to protect the ACA. Right. Um, and to me, again, I I just can't, I don't see fault in that. I know the number one thing people say is, where's the money going to come from? And I'm like, well, we'll find it. That's the answer. The answer is it'll probably come from the military spending. And that's unfortunate, yes. but that's just how it's going to have to happen. No, because I think it's more important to have universal health care than it is to have another, you know, to have a foothold somewhere else in another country. I know that we are that 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 is a dangerous thing as well. And that is a slippery slope. And I totally understand that, given that we are one pretty much world economy and we do have to have I, I do think you, we do have to have, you know, a strategic stronghold in a lot of other countries because we're all sort of tied together. But at the same time, I, I think that there are just and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I just think there are some things that we're fundamentally failing on and healthcare in this country is one of them. Um, I, I don't think that I, I just think it has to be a huge priority to give everyone the ability to, if they get sick, not go bankrupt. Um, and that's the biggest thing, man. I, I shouldn't even say the biggest. It's one of the biggest things that I, I cannot rectify in my head the disconnect. Because earlier you talked about, um, Nick, about like you get it that you're Republican and you know your religious values are super important. Something like uh, you don't like abortion, so you want to see you do want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. You know that's one of the reasons maybe you would still back this guy, even though clearly he's the worst Christian on earth. But I digress. Yeah. Uh, the he's problem a, I have with Christian, this, I know, I know, he went, we know he, that. He walked, but that's not, that's not the argument I'm driving at right now. All right, <laughs> my argument is like, cool. How can you sit there and be pro-life? up until the baby comes out of the mother and then say, cool, it's all on you. Like, take care of these fucking people. If, if it didn't put you into bankruptcy to fucking have a child, to go through this. I went and got a blood test the other day, and we have insurance. And when I got down, it was the full run I haven't done in a while, whatever, and of course, there's cancer follow-ups and all this jazz. The woman's like, all right, cool. This is going to be $500. Do you want to pay it now, or do you want to be billed later? And I was like, I'll like, bill me later because like, I can't Andy pay. Cortez. <laughs> that was my thing. I was like, I that doesn't sound right. Like I've never paid five hundred dollars for a blood test before, but I'll cross yeah. that bridge with insurance when it comes. That's me as the CEO of a successful company that I'm out there being like five hundred dollars that for a blood test. Imagine being yeah. uninsured and like you can't take care of this pregnancy you can't terminate it through planned parenthood you go all the way through this you get to it and then you're with this kid and of course you want to sit here and be like well why weren't they you know uh, you should have been safer you should have done this sure uh, the fucking schools won't teach you sex ed or like encourage that they want to pr preach abstinence like there are so many things that get dialed all the way back and you want to talk about like you know uh, biden's stance on the issues right like I'm right there with you. That's what I pulled all the stuff from his website because on Biden's website, you go there and there's just this giant grid of what his plans are for everything. And he has health care up there, right? And he's talking mm -hmm. about the Affordable uh, Care Act that, you know, of course, has been chipped, chipped away at forever and people, are, you know, are still fighting to keep, right? As president, Biden will protect the Affordable Care Act from these continued attacks. He opposes every effort to get rid of this historic law, uh, uh, including the efforts by Republicans and efforts by Democrats. Instead of starting from scratch and getting rid of private insurance, he has a plan to build the Affordable Care Act by giving Americans more choice, reducing, reducing health care costs, and making our health care system less complex to navigate, right? Then he has this plan that is broken up, right? Give every American access to affordable health care insurance. Uh, giving Americans a new choice, a public uh, health insurance option like Medicare, uh, Medicaid, Medicare, sorry. 
If your insur insurance company isn't doing right by you, you should have another better choice. Whether you're covered through your employer, buying your insurance on your own, or going without coverage altogether, the Biden plan will give you the choice to purchase a medical health option like Medicare. Uh, increasing the value of tax credits to lower premiums and extend coverage to more working Americans. Today, families that make between 100% and 400% of the federal poverty level may receive a tax credit to reduce how much they have to pay for health uh, insurance on the individual marketplace. The dollar amount of the federal uh, assistance is calculated to ensure each family does not have to pay more than a certain percentage of their income on a silver uh, medium generosity plan. But these shares of income are too high and silver plans deductibles are too high. Additionally, many, many families are making more than 400% of the federal poverty level, about 50,000 to a single person and 100,000 for a family of four, and thus not qualifying for financial insurance assistance, uh, still struggle to afford health care. Uh, the Biden plan will help the middle class uh, families by eliminating the 400% income cap on tax credit eligibility, lowering the limit and the cost uh, coverage from 9.86% to an income of 8.5%. This means that no family buying insurance on the individual marketplace, regardless of income, will have to spend more than 8.5% of their income on health insurance. Again, I want it to be free through the government. This is not perfect, but it's better. And we're moving towards that. Expanding coverage to low-income Americans, right? Provide the peace of mind and affordable quality healthcare and less complex healthcare system. Again, I only know the healthcare system because I caught cancer and had to go through it. Our then, healthcare system in this country is so complicated. It's trying so to ridiculous. fucking explain that to Jen, somebody from Canada, is like so a double absurd. nightmare of like when she says, "Well, why would this go on this way? Right? What would this? Why would you do it this way?" And that's the way it is. It's always embarrassing. It's always embarrassing like, trying to explain anything to somebody who's not from America. Yeah, I just feel so ashamed of how stupid and ass backward everything is. You tell them, they're like. You do that really? Why? Why? Yeah. And it's like I, I don't know. Like it's, it's just and it sucks because the number one thing that you always hear coming out of um, the right is that well, people want the right to choose, right? They want the right to, to have better health care if if they want. Um, and why would you know? It's all bullshit. Nobody, nobody beyond a certain point, unless you're making a shit ton of money, most people just want good health care. That's all they want. They don't want to pick between gold, silver, package, premium, eighty-eight, zero, ten, ten, whatever. This is your deductible. This is the thing. It's too complicated and it's purposely complicated. They do it on purpose. All of these things, this whole system is so convoluted so that insurance companies know that at some point you're just going to be like, fuck it, I'll pay the bill. I don't know. Like you're at some yeah. point going to pay that $500 bill, Greg, because you're not going to have enough time to sit on a phone with five different insurance people uh, elevating it into the point where they go, oh, you know what? You're right. We misbilled you. At a certain point, they just know you're going to pay it. You don't, don't have time for that. Don't. You have to go work. Yeah. You, you got to make get back fucking money fucking to pay work, for right? to pay for the goddamn the hundreds, if not have, thousands right? of dollars that you pay for, for, for healthcare, um, you know, for, for either yourself or your family. And it's just, it's super, it's, I mean, and, and I understand, don't get me wrong. I get the, uh, the concept of where you're going to pay for it. Right. I understand that. And, the, and that cannot be discounted. You cannot say like, we want to do this and this and this and have ships that are going to Mars and all these things. Cause someone somewhere is going to be like this. We can only have like one of those things. Yeah. Um, and again, the debate of like the defense budget versus versus healthcare, I I see I do see both sides in that because I do want to keep everyone safe. Um, but I just think that when you have to make a choice at a certain point and you have to do a cost benefit analysis and go, well, what would we gain by making sure that people don't go bankrupt or if they get sick, they can get decent health care? Well, to me, I think we gain a stronger economy. And ultimately, I think long term, you gain more money from people because you have people actually working and not being in pardon the parlance, but a drain on society if they have to take care of some of these social services. So I just feel like that. And it's the same. It's the same concept for me and uh, and abortion rights in this country is that I just feel like taking the morality out of it. And again, I do see the morality. If you're sitting here saying, dude, it's just, you're, you're 
this is wrong. You, you, you feel like someone's killing a life. I totally understand that. My personal opinion is that I think that we have to give people the right to choice because I think uh, to choose. And, and I think that the Supreme Court agreed with me a couple of times over the last like 20 years because what happens next time that can just completely derail someone's life and taking the morality out of it. And this is going to sound harsh, but having a child can be a super big drain on you and it can basically sure. push your life into a direction that is not behooving you to be a productive member of society. And that sounds very Orwellian and I apologize for that. But that is one aspect of it that we do have to see. We're talk- When we talk about strengthening our economy, we talk about strengthening our country. There are there are ways to do that that have longer term effects. And to me personally, I think that 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 giving everyone healthcare and having them just know that no matter what happens, they can walk into a hospital and get treated without being an indentured servant to the fucking insurance companies or to the United States government for the rest of their life, I think is incredibly important. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, that's the same thing with student loans. You <laughs> shouldn't be afraid to go do this stuff. You shouldn't be afraid of a hospital visit or an, an accident ruining your life. And that's literally what they are. You should worry about getting better, right? You should yeah. worry about not having, yeah, have the government breathing down your neck about all this crap. This episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast is brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be and help pay off high interest credit card debt. Uh, Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or a diploma to apply, though. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed-rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part? If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off their credit cards and meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money the way you want to with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kinda to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kinda. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Upstart.com slash kinda. Our next sponsor is ExpressVPN. There are tons of VPN providers out there. You have probably heard of a a couple of them, and I'm sure even more of you have used a VPN before. But I like to do my research on the sponsors we use, and we only recommend brands our listeners believe in. And we, kind of funny, can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. Here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your information. Second is speed. Uh, We've tried lots of VPNs in the past. Many slow your your connection down or make your device sluggish. We've been using ExpressVPN for a couple weeks now, and our internet speeds are blazing fast. Uh, Even when we connect to servers thousands of miles away, we can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. Uh, The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input your or, or program anything. You just fire up the app, click on one of the buttons, and you connect. It's easy, and it's so easy, and it's so, so easy. Kevin, is it easy? Convenience. (laughs) And that's not just me saying this. Wired, The Verge, CNET, and many other tech 
Experts rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with the VPN that Kind of Funny uses and trusts. Use our link, expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny today to get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. Visit expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. And our final sponsor of the week is Gabby. Uh, when you've had the same car insurance or homeowner insurance for years, you kind of get trapped into paying your premiums and not thinking about it. That makes it really easy to overpay and not realize it. Uh, I have been renting for a long time, and guess what? I have no idea what my premium is. This ad is correct. Uh, stop overpaying for car and homeowner's insurance. Uh, see about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have, thanks to Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples -apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. Um, from what I understand, Tim and Gia have done this. They have been comparing uh, what's going on with Gabby, and it seems like, yes, they have been overpaying, and now they are switching. Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. If they can't find you savings like they did for Tim and Gia, they'll let you know so you can relax knowing that you have the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. It's totally free to check your rate, and there's no obligation. Take a few minutes right now and stop overpaying for your car and home insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash kindoffunny. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash kindoffunny. Gabby.com slash kindoffunny. Uh, one of the things I want to toss in, of course, uh, you're talking about uh, what's going on with uh, Joe Biden, his vision, what's going on uh, in his policies. Criminal justice. Of course, you know, with everything going on with Black Lives Matter, uh, with everything that's been going on in terms of uh, all cops are bastards, all this political unrest, right? Defunding the police has been a big thing. He's gone on record as saying, like, he's not about that. That's not what his vision is, right? He And so, again, we're talking about extremes here. And I hit up Poe about it, right? Where I was like, you know, Poe, criminal so uh, professor of criminal sociology and all that stuff, because I wanted a more condensed version of, you know, what's going on, right? Poe, of course, tells me, of course, he's better than Trump, right? But this is what he thinks. I think they would try to address the war on drug and the disappropriate uh, minority arrests and confinement because of it. It's a good first step, but it doesn't address uh, racism and law enforcement and brutality. My guess is they might ask for oversight on that issue. An independent reviewer during a police shooting, another step forward, but uh, another step forward, but much more needed. Uh, going on about that, stuff like that. But when you go to Biden's criminal justice part of his page, when he's talking about what this is going to be, I like this paragraph of it, right? Expand federal funding for mental health and substance use disorder services and research. People experiencing mental health problems and substance abuse disorders should have access to affordable quality care long before their situations escalate and they interact with the criminal justice system. The Biden plan will expand health insurance coverage so uh, more Americans can have access to treatment, uh, ensure enforcement of mental health parity laws, and expand funding for mental health services. In addition, Biden will double the number of psychologists, guidance counselors, nurses, social workers, and other health professionals in our schools so our kids get the mental health care they need. Again, this is so tied to what we're talking about with health care. And I think, you know, we live in San Francisco, and we've joked about it on this podcast. I see people talk about it all the time in our comments, and again, in a more joking fashion, but a serious issue of homelessness and what's going on here. And the poop on the street, sure, you want to make the joke about that, but more importantly, the human beings on the street. 
And of course, we go back to, you know, Reagan coming in and defunding uh, uh, mental health institutions, right? So that these people suddenly, and this is what you've seen with this conversation of defund the police, right? This idea that police are now handling that on top of what they should be doing of patrolling and making sure somebody's not robbing or shooting or looting. And I don't mean like in looting in that. I mean like attacking, doing crimes in a city on a normal day. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't have to go to the per the homeless person who's asleep on the street making a scene, right? You'd want it to be a counselor, a trained professional, someone who's de-escalating the information uh, uh, situation, which again, when people talk about defunding the police, this is one of the things they want that money to go to, is to have an organization that is going out to these situations that aren't necessarily at all alleviated by a man with a gun walking into it into yeah but that is but but that isn't what that isn't what the message that they're going to spread out to their base just like colin kaepernick kneeling became immediately became about you know he hates the troops this whole defunding oh, sure. the police the, defunding the police means oh they want to get rid of policemen yep. and, yep. and 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 uh, like police officers all around the country it's going to be chaos it's going to be a socialist chaos like that it's it's just what they do it's how they bend well, the narrative every time and it's that it's the shitty thing that we all fall into all, all three of us since tim came and be part of no i'm kidding uh all three of us right where you see the headline you see the 280 characters about it and you take away from it that's the whole story and that's what I, you know, defunding the police sounds fucking terrifying when you first hear it, I think, personally. Yeah. But well, again, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a white guy who never has had a bad. Well, no, but and again, and, and there are some people on the far left that were like, no, let's, that's not, well, let's not take it that far. And they took it a step farther and said, like, abolish the police. Right. And you, so you have seen those. And that, and that's where I keep, I keep saying people on the left like us need to, need to kind of step up and quash that shit too, because we cannot allow that kind of rhetoric to fuel the fire. That stuff is just fueling the fire. Now, if you believe it, that's totally on that's that's you're right of course and as, as a human being that's your purview but at the same time the idea of defunding the police is fascinating and i think it could solve problems but if you equate that to abolish police or mm -hmm, get rid mm -hmm. of police altogether what do you think the reaction is going to be most people are going to have a gut reaction going holy shit what happens if something bad happens what happens if my car gets stolen? what happens if it breaks into my house like who am i going to call and then of course you get that fear mongering again that's starting to happen. So you do have to be very, very careful when you're combating people's arguments that you not go to the extremes as well, because then at that point, we're just having a gunfight and that's bad. And that's why I think they know, have even guns. to Biden's uh, credit, if I was in his position and I'm looking to give a uh, synopsis of view of my take here, when defunding the police to people means abolishing the police, which means laying off these hundreds of officers, you know, arguably, depending on where you live or whatever, the majority of which are trying to do a good thing and are trying to be good guys or gals. Uh, of course, you're going to say, no, I don't want to defund the police. And I think that criminal uh, justice reform is something uh, that needs to happen. Clearly, uh, again, he mentions it in that little synopsis I just did to you. And there's a whole obviously page about what's going on in his plan that is not defund the police, but is going into what they'd want to do with the police. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like there's more to it than that. Right. And that is the big thing. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, of like, you know, I even, uh, you know, I was, you know, I have all this stuff from his website, but then just reading articles today and looking through Wikipedia and, you know, going back and watching videos and shit. Right. Like when Trump banned transgender people from, uh, serving in the military, right. Biden stances, every patriotic American who is qualified to serve in our military should be able to serve full stop. This goes back to what you're talking about, Andy, right. Of like, when he got elected and the people were like, nothing's going to change. Everything's going to be fine. They were talking specifically about themselves, usually white cis males, right? Sure. Like that's, that's exactly who's nothing's going to change for them. That's not the case for everybody as this stuff has been happening. It has, you have seen rights, rights being eroded from this. 
Yeah. And I think that's, it's, it's unfortunate because I think again, in top leveling it, and I hate to talk in, in vague terms, but like, I think there are just, there are the two schools of thought, which I think one Trump helps fuel, which is the, the sort of, uh, the scarcity theory, right? Which is that giving someone else rights takes rights away from you. Right. That is not usually the case. In fact, most of the time, it's not the case. Most of the time, progress gives more people more rights. Um, and so that's always the thing that I think he's so good at doing, which is just sowing that seed of doubt and, and, and equating giving someone equality to giving them a, a, a leg up on you. And that's something that you guys have to be very, very careful when you listen to that kind of rhetoric on both sides, by the way, um, that you don't buy into that bullshit because this country should stand for equality and it should stand for progress. And by the way, reform should constantly be happening, right? Because the world's constantly changing. And so if you're scared of reform or you're scared of progress, well, that's very that's a very dangerous mentality to have, specifically because we live in the age, like, if you look at 20 years ago, society and, and even now, it's radically different, right? 20 years ago, sure. we didn't have Twitter. Sure. Now we have Twitter. Now we have Facebook. Now we have Instagram. Now we have fake news. Now we have, quote unquote, or we have, uh, you know, uh, Russian tam tampering with elections. It's a different world out there. We need a president that's going to react to those positively, help unify the country and help really make our country great. I should say, again, I think our country, our country is great. I just think we have a lot of problems. But I feel like that's why I like Biden, because Biden, is, I don't think, is going to buy into that bullshit and help stoke the fire. The president of the United States. Yes should not be a troll. The president of the United States should be someone who unifies the world with one vision. And that vision should be equality and it should be peace and it should be prosperity. And if he's not doing that, then he's not doing his job and he's not doing his job for you. Yeah, there was one I'm trying to find that I probably won't, but it was after Biden left where he was basically somebody asked him on a panel like, you know, oh, what advice would you know, hold on, if I control F advice? I really uh, apologize, yeah. guys. I keep running away, but there's just some issues going on downstairs. And I, just, I have to. We told everyone that you sorry. really don't believe in anything you're saying. And that exactly. Uh, yeah. You're, you're running downstairs. Are you holding a little Republican <laughs> Party down there? Andy, yeah. I need you to investigate. <laughs> he keeps coming down and updating him like, listen, I'm doing my best to defend Trump, but it's going bad. That'd be guys. Amazing. He goes out, cheers, just drinks a little champagne. And he's like, let's go. <laughs> you, got, you got fucking Mitt Romney down there immediately turning his back on everybody it's crazy. so yeah it, it was in 2017 remember back in the day when we were leading into kfl1 and we had such little care in the world about all this politics stuff that it, the joke was me and nick were the party and it's yeah. like that felt like a fun quaint thing for us to do because we didn't understand the nightmare we had ahead of us i'm sorry greg keep going no no you're fine to put a pin in nick's point there right uh there's an article from the hill uh march 2017 biden to trump grow up and stop tweeting right uh, former vice president joe biden said thursday at the university of pennsylvania that president trump needs to grow up and stop tweeting when asked by a student at the launch of the new Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. Quote, if you could give President Trump one piece of advice, what would it be? Biden, Biden promptly replied, grow up. Biden continued uh, that were he the president, quote, I would stop tweeting and start focusing. The words of the president matter. They have enormous, enormous, enormous reverberating sounds around the world. Biden said, every time a U.S. president speaks and says something, leaders and people around the world try to dissect what he means because it matters so much to the security uh, to the security threats they face, whatever it is. So you can't loosely make assertions uh, without limiting your ability to lead, end quote. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about, right? And it's back to what we've been talking about earlier and what you're talking about, Andy, and what you're talking about, Nick, in this division, right? This idea that Trump can label the Black Lives Matter protests and, and Antifa, right, as like these terrorist organizations, these things that are tearing it apart. And then we're supposed to sit here and be surprised that a 17-year-old shows up and fucking guns somebody down with an AK. 
right? That he thought that this person showed up fucking having this poison poured into his ear that he needs to get out in the street and defend the country. And he goes up there and fucking kills a person. Yeah. Or I, you know what I mean? Like, what the Not fuck are we talking that, about? But he did that. I mean, again, this I haven't read that story in a while. So if this has been debunked, please let me know. But, you know, he did that in su with support of some of the local police, which is right. Beforehand, they came over and thanked them all for being. And there. so yeah, the, sad, yeah. the sad thing to me is on, on two on two accounts in that is that the police feel like they were pushed to a point where they needed to welcome help from a 17 year old kid. Um, so that needs to be addressed. And that's sad. And again, I, I when you, when you talk about defunding police, if you are a police officer out there listening, like I, I respect police officers. I think we absolutely need police officers. I think, again, when it comes to the, the concept of reform, you should not be scared of reform because yeah. you are a person who's supposed to be protecting that for us. Um, and I think a lot of people aren't. I think a lot of cops out there are are good people. And I, and I believe that. Um, but that situation is just so fundamentally that is so emblematic of what's wrong with Trump's leadership style. And when I say leadership style, I mean, he doesn't really have a style. He just flies by the seat of his pants and says whatever comes to mind. And a perfect example of that was when the, the scientists last week were asking about climate change. And he said, and I quote, get warmer. it's going to get colder soon. Trust me. Trust me. It's going to get colder. And they're like, how do you fucking, how do you know that? Like, well, are you basing that off of anything? And of course he's not. He's just basing that off of the fact that people need to hear that right now so that they can reelect him. And that's the kind of stuff that I just... You know, you ex it's sad that we have to say that we expect a certain level of bullshit from our politicians because a politician is synonymous with bullshit, right? That's just yeah. kind of the that that's the shtick for a politician. But there's that, and then there's the idea of zero accountability, and that's what scares a lot of people about Trump is that he can say things like that, and then no one stands up and goes, "Wait a minute, that where are you basing that off of? Show me the science where you, where global warming is reversing itself," because that's the inference there is that it's going to get colder soon. Were you talking about November? It's going to start to get colder? Because if that's the case, yeah, we know that. But historically, is what we're talking about is like 100 years from now, is the planet going to be fucking habitable? That's what we want to know, Trump. Um, I lost my point. Yeah, I, well, well, I can't well, remember well, what I was saying. Just really quick to go off of, of Nick's like uh, politician point. That's one, of, that's one of the bigger bummers that I, that uh, in some of the responses that I would get when I was leading up to um, sort of burden bernie versus biden and this is when biden looked like he was going to lose and then suddenly Buttigieg dropped out and amy uh, klobuchar and and suddenly i was like why are they dropping out oh because they're going to support biden this is all like a really nice coup of them uh so gg's uh democratic party but leading up to that um i, I would get responses from people being like look dude bernie's just not a good politician you know and, and that it just sucks that you are labeled not good at what you do because you are honest and want to do the right thing. And that's what yeah. is sort of like part of this fundamentally broken thing where you have to be a good liar and a bullshitter in order to be a, a, a politician. And see, for that, that, my thing there though, Andy, and this is funny because we just today watched the uh, first ever iPhone announcement on internet explorers and we saw Steve jobs. I don't think you need, Oh, you're be a up. bullshitter and liar. You need to be able to sell something. Sorry. You need to be no, able you're, to you're sell fine. something. You don't necessarily need to be a bullshitter be, or a liar. Like The goal and hope would be that you're good at selling something and the thing that you're selling is something you can back up. And that's what we saw with Steve Jobs in the original iPhone where he came out and said, we don't want keyboards. We don't want uh, styluses. We want this touchpad. We want this thing. And that all got backed up and they revolutionized what a smartphone can be. That's what we need from politicians, right? Like, that's what we need. Bernie just didn't do a good enough job selling it, even though it's not that he was selling bullshit, right? And it's like, I think that that's the thing is like, there's some special sauce of, the, of what politicians have. And Donald Trump has that sauce. 
It's just he's so good at selling. It's just what he's selling is bad shit that like we shouldn't want to buy. <laughs> no, you're 100 percent right. I mean, that you know, that is why, again, the being disenfranchised with the American political system is one of the main reasons he won. Right. Because it was in 2016, Hillary Clinton, a career politician. And granted, you know, I mean, you know, at Bill's side lawyer before that, I'm not trying to take away from anything she had done before. But, you know, the whole carpet bagging in New York, yeah, 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 blah, blah. Uh, it was this idea that like she represents traditional politics, which guess what? So many Americans are fucking sick of just what you said of just equating it to bullshit, equating it to they'll say anything to get elected. It doesn't matter. And then you had Donald Trump come in who, you know, from TV and you know, from all this shit, you know, this and not playing by any of the rules, right? Saying not, well, yeah, horrible things at the time. I mean, it gets worse when he's fucking president, but like saying outlandish, ridiculous thing that would have ruined any, I mean, Michael Dukakis, right? Like, fucking had a photo of him in a tank uh you know what i mean that was like he's done that's it yeah, for him was it, was it like, mike huckabee that la the laugh who had the laugh Remember, oh, that, we're, uh, I can not him. he was a white guy he was a democrat we're going no no it wasn't and we're going to win yeah it was like well he's done yeah yeah that was the <laughs> right oh like, i can't get I can't. you can picture it can't you Howard Dean, Howard Dean. Dean. that yeah. is it, Mike Huckabee right? And so you see these things that sink so many, these little things that sink so many other people. And Trump came in at a time when everybody was like, "We're sick of lip service," and he came in and like offered a whole bunch of lip service, but also just like radically different, unheard of. And so now the question is like, you're in this thing where we're back to it of Joe Biden, a career politician who looks like every other presidential candidate who's ever come before him, right? And like everybody talks about is like you know honestly more centrist than either you know one way or the other like he's there and it's like it's that question of have has america had enough of this what the fuck's gonna happen next are we gonna go to war with iran tomorrow or are we gonna fucking launch a nuke at somebody else you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen or is it gonna be you, you know this like all right this is what politics used to be and we'll get more back to that and you see you know i think biden obviously using Twitter more and exploring all of what more of what it is to be a 2020 politician than he would have, I think in previous campaigns before, but it is still this question of establishment versus this guy who broke the mold for better or worse and spoilers. It's worse. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's, it's the attitude era, but it's not for entertainment. And like, that's the scariest thing is like, it's stone cold Steve Austin where it's like, Hey, he's, he's bucking all the trends and doing all the things that, like, that everyone else is sick of. But it's like, this isn't a TV show that we're watching. And like, like yeah, you know, it's, it literally is pro wrestling. Like the number one rule of pro wrestling is like being over. That's whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. Like as long as they're making noise, they're there for you. And it's like Trump completely subscribes to that mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's unfortunate because I think that people don't understand how much, um, how much harm that brings to their daily lives, whether you're on the right or the left. I just don't think we I, I just think that the constant battle is wearing on everyone. And I really think that it's 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 a manufactured divide in our country. And I think it's manufactured based on fear mongering and based on telling people that they're going to take, you know, th things will be taken away from you. And that, it's just not the case. It's not the case. Things might be more regulated. Uh, things it might be a little harder to get a gun. That's probably all that's going to happen when Joe Biden takes over and you, you know, you might get taxed, he might cut back those corporate taxes, but if you don't own a corporation, what the hell do you care? It's not going to matter that much. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> My mouth's no. going dry. Yeah. And I'm going yeah. hungry. But I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. It, it's going to be so hard because I know that Trump is just, he just comes off 
like he's just better on TV and he's better in media. And that's what I, I urge people to just sort of look past, look past the that's tone. That's the of thing, though. Is he, though? You s- he, he just did that. He-, he just did that town hall where he got fucking destroyed. That guy from HBO showed up, made him look like a complete fucking moron. Like, I can't wait for him to be on a stage with Joe Biden. Yeah, I, don't, I can't like, wait to yeah, see Kamala just, Harris I, on a stage with Mike Pence. wrestling, though, man. Yeah, but his fans do not give a shit, dude. And, that, and that's that, what I'm the saying. The hardest of hardcore Trump fans do not care when he gets owned. They see, they, they, I promise you, they see the videos floating around showing how the sentence he said two days ago contradicts the thing he just said a minute ago. And it just doesn't matter to them because we want to own the libs and they're a bunch of libtard cucks. Like that's all that matters to them. They don't they don't care how he affects their lives because he affects their lives in the negative. But they just they you know, they don't know that they don't they choose to ignore all that shit. They'd rather be happy knowing that, you know, that those the, those POs or uh, the PC sort of libtards over there are just, you know, totally happy and uh, or getting shit on rather. One of the things I liked on uh, Joe Biden's uh, website here for all the different things, he has a four-point plan for our essential workers. Obviously, like we talked about earlier, Andy, COVID, a huge part of this election, a huge part of this thing. And again, yeah, no president, I think, would have uh, prevented COVID from coming in and taking over America. But I definitely think that if we would have had an adult in the Oval Office, they would have been able to message this better in a way that it wouldn't be cool not to listen. It wouldn't be cool to doubt uh, 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 doc, uh, the doctor Fauci. I can never Fauci, say it. Fauci. Yeah. Fauci. It wouldn't be cool to doubt him. It wouldn't be cool to not wear your mask. It wouldn't be cool to protest without your mask on and to go do this thing and freak out. Like right, like people. Well, again, an adult could have messaged this. Again, I think the big, the big criticism. I'm sorry, I know you're about to read that, but with with Trump was that there was no, there was no clarity of thought and there was no direction for it, and that's why a lot of people have criticisms of it because your number one job as the president is to make sure all the states are aligned when a massive crisis like this happens, and he left it up to the states and just sort of made more chaos. Which was a, which was just it's a ter- it's just zero leadership when when as far as I'm concerned. Sorry, continue. No, you're fine. But he has this four part plan here for essential workers, right? Uh, number one, ensure all frontline workers like grocery store employees qualify for priority access to personal protective equipment and COVID nineteen testing based upon their risk of exposure to the virus, as well as child care assistance and other forms of emergency COVID nineteen support. Number two, expand access to effective personal uh, pr- protective equipment, uh, including. Uh, v- including through the use of Defense Product Act. Number three, establish and enforce health and safety standards for workplaces. Obviously, these are all super explained, by the way. I'm just giving you the top-level stuff. And enact premium pay for frontline workers putting themselves at risk. Again, you know, I mean, what we've had one stimulus check uh, from this as a country as, you know, these fucking restaurants haven't been able to open all these different things haven't been able to go on for people. I just don't understand where the debate is. <laughs> it's like, how could you hear that and be like, I'm gonna go on the other side? Oh, because it's you know fake, what I mean? This isn't a it's thing. It only, like, it only goes after old people with underlying conditions, as the president fucking said the other day, which was a complete lie that he's neutered the CDC and they're under his control now, too, or the White House has so much control over them. I mean, it's just like I, everything that was just said, it's not gonna like drastically affect anything about your life. It's going to help people. That, that's all that it's going to do, even if you don't believe in this shit. It's not – this isn't going to be something that is going to, like, bankrupt America. Like, this is just a thing that is, at the very least, going to cost some money and help a lot of people. Yes, you are 100% correct. And that's the issue again. It's just, like, I don't – you know, what is the American dream? Obviously, it's to – 
take care of your family and take ha- and have a build a better life for your children or whatever right but it's a, to take care take care of your fellow neighbor is that not what like and that's the whole thing of like you know i went to 13 years of catholic school that's pretty high on jesus's list of fucking things to say so again back to this argument that it's the religious right here and it's the idea of you know well you know pro-life this that and the other okay i understand that but like where's the rest of this where is the thing of inconvenience yourself to wear a mask to go into your pocket and take care of other people to give everybody health care. It's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, the religious stuff, I don't want to get into too much, but the idea that they're trying, they're fighting hard to get people back into churches seems like, again, another, another idea that's a little counterintuitive to helping my fellow man. But I, I understand that people have a right to, to worship, but uh, that's just crazy. <laughs> some of the, some of the stuff that people are saying are a little nuts on that front. I don't yeah, know, man. I, 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 mean, I was kind of made a little bit sad by, uh, a couple of comments in the reddit and again shout out to all the positive people in the reddit like we don't give you all enough credit for having our backs and understanding where we're coming from but there was a a comment talking about how uh kfaf is going on this hiatus and it'll be done in its current form and it'll come back one day but who knows how and what whatever um and then you know one of the reasons why somebody was in the comments like yeah you know nick and annie mentioned that quarantine is a little bit tougher and some guy said, I don't understand why they just can't go back to the studio. Like students are going back to school. Why can't they go back to work? And that 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 really like just broke my heart. I I, I didn't want to I wanted to reply just like, damn, really, bro? Like <laughs> that's that's how you feel. You you just you're willing for us to just kind of like say fuck it and kind of like risk it and just go back into the studio and just work full time. Like I I don't know. I thought that I, I guess it, I'm coming from two different areas. Like I thought we meant more to you than that, but also clearly you believe that all this shit is probably fake. Like clearly you think that this stuff is way less severe than it really is. And in your mind, only 10,000 people have died. Cause I know that's what like some QN on conspiracy bullshit was spouting. I forgot what the exact bullshit, uh, you know, rumor that was going around the internet was, but it just, it legitimately bummed me out. <laughs> Well, you figure, too, and part of this, going back to our conversation of how fucked up the administration's response to this has been, is that where is that person living? What is it like in their thing? You know what I mean? Like, talking to my parents in Chicago, or the burbs of Chicago, about (laughs) where, what the actual, like, wait, what phase are you in, they ask me. And I'm like, I don't even, I, like, what's open? And we start going through what's open here versus what's open there. And then to talk to my friends out on the East Coast, right? And they're talking about, like, I remember I was going to go mail something to a friend in, in Jersey. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll drop in the post office uh, in an hour or whatever. And he's like, is it safe to go out to the post office right now out there? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's SF. Everybody's wearing masks. And he's like, oh, they're not here. And it's that I, you know, it's it's this push and pull of like, I understand this is so confusing because everyone is handling it different because there's been no, hey, this is the way to do it. from Right. An adult and again, that's, that's why they're that. And that's why the leadership is so important. And again, when you have a president who is purposefully sowing those those seeds of doubt so that he can come out looking like a hero to get reelected, it's very difficult to understand what the hell is going on. Now, again, if we get to, you know, 10 years from now and people do a lot of research and go, hey, y'all didn't have to wear those masks for those last two months. I'm going to go, oh, that's fine. But what's what fucking worse that can happen, right? Better to err on the side of caution. As far as going back to the studio is concerned, like I don't feel comfortable going back to the studio. If we were to do it, I'm sure we'd have to implement some safety uh, mechanisms that we just can't. It's just going to be too hard for us. So I think it's more important that we stay here and continue to make the content that we've already, you know, put a lot of time and effort into streamlining. And then when it is safe to go back, 
uh, go back to a degree and 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 figure that out. Um, as far as KFA is concerned, the, the commenter, um, man, we knocked it out of the fucking park with Nug Dome. So if you're not happy with that, just go back and watch it again because it's perfect. <laughs> you know what? Your entry's, your entry's been denied to the Nug Dome. I take it back, dude. I'm wow. Security's watching You got to be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> go to the Nug Dome. The Nug Dome <laughs> is a virtual dome, so you don't have to worry about wearing a mask yeah. on like a Trump rally. Uh, and then you can just get those spicy nuggets. Uh, unlike there. a Trump r- uh, rally where um, who died? Ben Carson? Ben Carson died, uh, right? No, not Ben Carson. Oh, no, Carson. no, 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 no. Um, um, the guy who did Godfather Pizza. Joe, um, uh, are you talking about Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Oh, Herman Kane. Where, again, just another, like, guys, like, Herman Kane wasn't wearing a mask, got, got COVID and died. And then the official Herman Kane Twitter account is still tweeting about how the the infection is not or uh, you know the 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 pandemic is not as severe as you really think it is like you can't write this stuff man no you can't dude it's like it's mind-blowing to me that 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 came and went and then we just kind of forgot about it like all this there's been so many things that have happened because time just means nothing now during this quarantine but though that's a very real thing that happened where a covid denier got covid at a trump rally died and his twitter account continued to tweet nah, about, about how covid is less bad than you really think it is like i i just i was beside myself when i saw that shit it's it's worth noting that i'm just just to clarify so that people don't think that we're dispelling the facts he was a cancer survivor and so i'm i'm assuming his autoimmune system was severely compromised when he did get that and he was older so just and to, he wasn't wearing a mask that that is true i'm just let and i i yeah. just know people are going to be like well there's this this and this and and you cannot deny those facts i'm re- just reading that on his uh wikipedia right now sure. he was a, a cancer survivor he had stage four colon cancer which is very very deadly um survived it went un- underwent chemotherapy and I'm, I'm sure that as greg will tell you like that stuff really takes a toll on your immune system so of course um, but all the more reason to probably take a couple more take this seriously yeah. and not stress to people not to take it seriously like, and not wear and like and also not wearing a mask to make a statement to show that you are brave and this is America and we're we're not going to live under this fascist uh, government that, you know, uh, like I just I, I or there was another video that that popped up recently where like some white lady in some southern state was like. You know, uh, um, I, I wear a mask and I can't breathe, just like George Floyd couldn't breathe when he got choked. Yeah, I, I was like, "What? What? <laughs> like what? Like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like, I, I don't know, man. I, I just cannot believe that people out there like that exist because I, I don't know me- really anybody that that's that's that crazy. You know, I have. COVID affected my family. My grandmother got COVID. Luckily, she's asymptomatic, but my grandfather got COVID and he got really, really sick and was like admitted to uh, the, the nursing home where my grandma's staying. And he was really, really bad. It was not looking good for him. And luckily, he's recovered. Um, my aunt got COVID. Her boyfriend got COVID and he's a COVID denier. Like it is, it's happening. It's out there. It is, it is affecting people. And the the valley right now is doing really really bad. The Rio Grande Valley is really bad with COVID, and I would love to fly down, but all the studies about flying on planes is just looking even worse than it ever has. And it's just like it just feels really hopeless right now, man. It feels really hopeless. Well, hopefully, well, I'm not gonna say that. That's a bad joke. 
Yeah. <sighs> Never mind. It's hard to try to provide any levity to all this stuff that's happening. Yeah. Our no, no, our no, natural reaction is kind of funnier. It's just us as entertainers, right? Is to try to then cheer it up and then on happy notes and do these things. That's the thing. I mean, I mean, to play devil's advocate on the side of 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 the masks, I'm sure we're going to get to 10 years from now, look back and say some of the precautions. I mean, we already know, right? We already know a lot of the precautions we have with like cleaning surfaces and stuff like that were unnecessary. We did that was the data we had at the time. Everyone did best, you know, best case or, or uh, best practices for that data. And we've moved on past that. What's that? Not everybody did. That's no, no. What problem. I'm saying, I'm saying is the recommendations from a lot of scientists like the CDC were like, hey, we don't know how this is spread. It could be on surfaces. Make sure you you are using hand sanitizer, things like that. And now it's that's not pushed so much because we know it's more airborne. At least that's what we think. Listen, we're gonna. It's science. Ten years from now, we might look back and be like, "Holy shit! It was caused by something completely different." We did not know. The fact of the matter is, wearing a mask while uncomfortable and sucks. And yes, it does put a little kink in your beard. That is annoying. And then when you when you're on camera, you don't notice that. You look dumb. That is literally the only thing that can happen. Dude, it's I'm, gonna be fine. I'm gonna <laughs> just dude, wear the fucking mask. It's no not that joke. Hard. This like I am gonna wear a mask whenever I'm sick, whenever I'm around anybody oh, yeah. that's sick. The I again I keep on counting the days that like all right I'm I'm probably gonna sick get sick one of these days because I just always kind of do yeah and I've been obviously we haven't gone out a whole lot so there's not a, a lot of exposure to the outside world where I'm just I'm just walking to CVS I'm walking to the park that's kind of about it but I'm going to absolutely like include this in my practices when I do get sick or if somebody else is sick around me, because I've been crazy. Like it's been insane to me as somebody. I know this sounds like weird to anybody listening, but the amount of times I get sick and it's likely because I'm touching a surface and I touch my face or I'm around somebody who's sick and they sneeze or whatever, like just a little stupid shit like that. The things you don't really think about. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of like really opened my eyes to, Oh, that's why a lot of, you know, smarter countries wear masks when they're sick. Like, yeah, uh, like Japan does a lot of people, you know, in yep. Japan, they're, yep. they're always wearing masks whenever somebody's sick. You always think it's to protect yourself, but it's to protect other people around you. Right. And and unfortunately, that was like unfairly there. There was like a sort of stigma about that up until this the, until COVID hit right? in America. Where you see people wearing masks you're like well, that mask We're tough. We got to get herd immunity and all that stuff. And to a degree, like, you know, building up your immune system for for colds and stuff like that, I think think is still going to be commonly recommended as a pretty decent idea it's just this one happens to be fairly deadly um if it hits you the wrong way and that's unfortunate but i think one of the good things that will come out of this is andy exactly what you just said which is that people will be a lot more likely to take those precautions when they leave when they're a little sick if they have to go outside there'll be a lot more uh, bosses will be a lot more likely to be like hey if you're not feeling good at all just stay at home work from home we've all proven now that we can work from home when need when we need be i mean those are of course the, the tech or the companies that actually come back which i think a lot of companies aren't going to come back i think they're just going to ride this bad boy out not to have to pay any free lunches um but yeah that's that's probably a very positive thing that's going to come out which is that's going to be destigmatized to actually just have a mask with you and when you're not feeling very well just wear it in the supermarket or wear it at the starbucks or wear it wherever you're at just on the odd chance that you you know you're going to infect people around you Agreed. Is it time for an ad? I was going to say, and now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Let's talk about Major League Two. <laughs> no, there will be no fun on this podcast, Nick. All right. <laughs> We've had a serious <laughs> conversation. We will continue to have a serious conversation. Um, to, I, you... I, I'll be right back. I got to go check on my. They're installing Atmos in my living room, Nick. Nah, he's got to go. To the oh, yeah. Thank you. I got to go. I got to go. PP. Don't worry about it. Do you want to wait for him, or is this? The, are we already come back from the ad? I don't know. I think we come back from the I ad. Are we talking more politics? Yeah, yeah. We already came back from the wait, ad. You real talk quick, more isn't it crazy that like there's an obscene amount of unemployment, and that like 
we still don't understand the, like the need for generalized healthcare, like you know free generalized yes. healthcare. <laughs> it's insane. That is, I don't understand how that's fucking possible in the least. I don't understand like again we you know we started the show talking very much about like again my personal plea to you please vote for Joe Biden if you don't plan on voting right now you're like I don't care please vote for Joe Biden right I think you know uh, Elizabeth Warren put up a tweet that I love right she goes Roe v Wade healthcare climate change dreamers voting the right to join a union this is not a political game our basic rights and the future of our democracy are on the line I can't stress that enough that that is what we're going for here. And again, where you're like, I don't want to vote for Joe Biden. You're not voting just for that. You're voting for this. You're voting to try to keep democracy the way we understand it to work and function. Because again, fucking ripping the, you put your friend in to run the, the US Postal Service and they start ripping out machines right before this giant mailing thing. You're already seeding, poisoning the well there saying how mail, mail uh, fraud is going to be a huge thing for this thing. Ridiculous. Even though you vote by mail it's all this different shit double talk that again what we're talking about nobody cares about but i digress i don't want to get into that i want to get into the fact of like you know we're talking earlier about uh yeah i want you to vote for joe biden right i agree with him on these issues there's plenty of stuff issue wise i don't agree with him on and then also other things and you know you're talking about how crazy it is kevin right that people will don't understand uh, unemployment and don't understand universal health care, right? Of like how these more people, the zone employment rates crazy. Why wouldn't we want these people who no longer have insurance to do this in a similar yet very different lane is this idea that when I tweet about Joe Biden, the people who pop up in my feed to be like, are you fucking kidding me? That guy's so fucking creepy around little girls and women. And yes, when you go back and look at these videos and these things, you go, what the fuck are you thinking? Joe Biden, you read these firsthand counts from Lucy Flores, right? You're like, what the fuck are you doing? But to try to make that your moral high ground in, to def in defense of Donald Trump, like that's when I just don't even understand what the fuck we're talking about anymore. Yeah, it's not when like that's what you want to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're not familiar with this, uh, obviously it's not hard to find any of this stuff. I went and looked for it, right? Uh, Lucy Flores was running for lieutenant governor of Nevada. She lost, but she put up an op-ed called An Awkward Kiss Changed How I Saw Joe Biden. I wanted to read from it. However, sadly, uh, the cut is where it's posted, and it, I've used up my uh, free subscription clicks on that mm. one. So the synopsis in general, which is not going to be as accurate as I wanted it to be, as I wanted, right, is that... When she was running for this, the vice president's officer hit her up and was like, hey, would you like the vice president to come endorse you? She said, yes, of course, I fucking want that. Are you kidding me? Uh, before they went on stage, they were in the back with a whole bunch of other people. And he walked up and put his hands on her shoulder, like sniffed her hair and then kissed her head like on the back. Right. In this like completely like in her her letter is completely spot on of like. What the, the, why is the fucking president, the vice president sniffing me and kissing my head, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, and she puts in her, and I, I may actually be out of the context on this one, but I believe she puts in of like, this wasn't like sexual harassment as much as it's like, and don't actually throw that out. She's like, this wasn't a grave offense as much as it was completely demeaning and super fucking weird. And what the fuck is going on, right? And so, she put that out. This is obviously in the lead up to him getting the nomination, which then a whole bunch of people jumped on of like, he should not do this. This should not be a part of it. Even Kamala Harris uh, famously said, right, uh, I believe, uh, I believe Lucy Flores. I believe, uh, the, I believe women. 
Uh, Biden's response, and I'm reading from CNN here, and then I'll have Flores' uh, response here too. Quote, in my many years on the campaign trail in public, li public life, I have offered countless handshakes, hugs, expressions of affection, support, and comfort, Biden said in a statement. And not once, never, did I believe I acted inappropriately. If it is suggested I did so, I will listen respectfully, but it was never my intention, end quote. There was a bit more in the CNN article, but then Flores said in a response to the new statement from Biden, because before there had been a statement from like his aide, new statement from Biden himself, that she was, quote, glad he's willing to listen and glad that he is clarifying his intentions. But she added, quote, frankly, my point was never about his intentions and they shouldn't be about his intentions. It should have been about the women on the receiving end of that behavior. In a statement on Sunday, Biden said, quote, I may not recall these moments in the same way, and I may be surprised by what I hear. I mean, I may be and I may be surprised at what I hear, but we've arrived at an important time when women feel they can uh, can and should relate their experiences and men should pay attention. And I will. I will also remain the strongest ad advocate I can be for the rights of women. I will fight to build on the work I've done uh, in my career to end violence against women and ensure women uh, are treated with the equality they deserve. I will continue to surround myself with trusted women advisors who challenge me to see different perspectives than my own. And I will continue to speak out on these uh, vitally important issues uh, where there is much more progress to be made and crucial fights that must be waged in one end quote. This, of course, was the 2020 version of this. What is not nuts, I guess, but you can go. Hold on. Oh, damn it. Refrigerator repairman's here um i i could I'll, i show. have something just to kind of throw on this do you want to just take a break for a second throw away. yeah hold on oh here comes jen it's got it don't worry fine okay. so anyways uh this is the 2020 example of this and again to what joe biden's talking about right or well, i shouldn't say joe biden what cnn's talking about what joe biden's talking or when actually joe biden's talking about a statement right is this idea that obviously 2020 me too all these different movements like this is a thing where we get it you know what I mean? Holy shit. And I, you know, I, this always goes back to when me too started happening and we were on the game over Greggy show. And I remember having a conversation and saying on the show, right? Like it's crazy to hear all of this. It's crazy to have this perspective and it's personally hurtful that I, that maybe I transgressed at some point and made somebody feel uncomfortable and I will never forget it. Tim stopped me cold and said, no, no, there's no, if you have, like, that's the thing here is you have because we didn't have this knowledge. You didn't know this thing. We didn't have this perspective. And that's the whole thing to itself. But what I found so crazy about this, and again, the people who pop up in my comments going like, he's creepy Joe Biden. How can you fucking wear a shirt? How can you do all this different stuff? There's the letter from Flores, right? But then you can go to 2015, and I found two examples there, right? One being uh, Joe Biden, we need to uh, talk about the way you touch women. It was from Gawker back in the day, Sam Biddle, who has all this different stuff in there, including like the, the one that kind of blew this up, it seems like, which was uh, Stephanie Carter, who was the new defense secretary's wife, who he was up there, the new defense secretary is up there speaking. Uh, he, Joe Biden's there, and he calls his the, Stephanie, the wife, over, right? And then she steps in and he puts his hands on her shoulders from behind for 28 seconds at one point leaning down whispering something in her ear and she's like clearly like what the fuck's going on yeah, and this led off you go to the gawker article and there's all this different stuff of him not i, mean, I shouldn't even try to, to say not being handsy invading personal space yeah, there's this one girl who like clearly doesn't like little girl who doesn't like up there for her dad i think it is doesn't want anything to do with it right and she's like trying to lean away is like biden leans in to kiss her and say something in her ear and shit and, like there's all these different things these photos on this gawk article that you can go find easily where it is like yeah 
what the fuck are you doing? Like how, like, and it, like it, it's, we've learned and I shouldn't even say we, I, Greg Miller have learned right time and time again, ladies and gentlemen, in the time you've known me, I give everybody too much benefit of the doubt. I am too naive and too accepting and too quick to be like, Hey, look at this person. They're cool. And then it turns out, guess what? By hook or crook or some other reason, they are a fucking asshole. You see it with all manner of people in my life of like, Oh no, this is cool. Oh fuck. God damn it. Right. This is one of those you look at and you go, what the fuck are you thinking? But also like, I don't, I don't know Joe Biden. Like, is it that he's just from this weird generation? And I can sit there and pull my own examples of it, right? When we're talking about personal space and we're talking about me too, and you're talking about, you know, just women we know of like, oh my God, you know what I hate? When somebody passes you and they touch the small of your back, like when you're passing at a party. And like to Tim's point, like as soon as I forget the first person who said that during all this, I was like, oh my God, like I have done that for sure at industry events or something when I, it's it's to people I know or cat, you know, and it's that thing of, I was never doing it. It's a weird learned behavior that I had programmed in me of like, this is how you pass. And it's like, oh my God, people fucking hate that. And I'm not at all. I don't know Joe Biden. I don't know what's going on his fucking head. It's important, important to call out, right? Um, he has a, a sexual allegation from Tara Reed, a former aid worker in his office uh, in the 90s. You can read all about that on the Wikipedia and a whole bunch of different articles about that. So I don't know anything about Joe Biden as a human being and what's going on in his mind. I can only talk about my own. So it is this thing of like, yes, this these images of him whispering in women's ears and kissing people's wives on the mouth and shit like that. It's like, clearly your boundaries are fucked up. Like your personal boundaries are completely fucked. And again, the main, the majority of these are from vice president times, 2015 times. Again, I'm not the guy who has my finger so close to the pulse that I'm seeing it still happen. I would hope he's learned his lesson is address these boundaries. But again, it is this idea of what, if, what, what, why, why would you do this? I don't agree with that. I'm not part of that. But again, we're back to this argument of, I agree with you on these other issues. I agree with you on this things of Canada. Again, if you want to, if you want to go to the the fucking thing I hate the most about talking about American elections, the lesser of two evil post, right? What? Who is the lesser of two evils? I still think that. Obviously, Donald Trump has what is it, twenty two outstanding sexual assault allegations 20, right close now? Twenty five. Twenty five now. Like <laughs> I'm, just look, I'm just looking at. And I'm not saying this page. is a scorecard, and I'm not 25. saying that makes That's it what worse. They do. No, like, I, I feel like a lot of even what we're doing here like sounds like it's excusing anything and i know that that's not the intent but no, 100%, i no. want it extremely clear it's like none of this stuff is excusable and it's no. like i feel like it all needs to be looked at and talked about and in the way that you're doing yes. right now is like bring attention to it yes these are all facts these are all things that are happening but it's like uh, the moment that that's turned into creepy joe dementia joe like all that stuff it's like cool you you're now name calling and trying to turn this into a, a war against him in a way that's like, you don't actually give a shit about that stuff. Like this goes back to Andy's sports thing where it's just like, no, you're just, you're trying to win. And it's like, there is just a sheer reality to this where it's not about like not voting for Joe Biden. Isn't proving anything to anyone. Like that is not making a statement. It's just simply not. The statement is you're now going to have a, a president that you don't want. Like that's all that's going to happen because it's going to be either Trump or Biden. It's not going to be anyone else. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that I was, I mean, I was guilty of that when I was running for when I was wanting Bernie to win. And I saw uh, it was a lot of seeing Gary Witta talk shit about Bernie because Gary Witta was getting a lot of shit talk from Bernie fans. Hey, real quick for this whole refrigerator thing, they need to hit the breaker. So if I disappear, I'll be back in a moment. (laughs) Okay. 
And so a lot of, so because of those conversations were happening and I was getting so frustrated seeing with his tweets and just like, we just want more progressive stances, man. That's all we want. Like we need to fight for the little people, the people that are less fortunate. Um, and I was do I did like the dementia Joe thing just cause I was pissed off and like salty about it all. But, um, yes, this is not a scorecard. We are not trying to, you know, the, obviously, 100%. and, and, and I, I love talking about this because whenever I, I talk about the fact that Trump is a, a rapist, um, you know, sexual assault, all that, all that stuff. People love coming at me with the Bill Clinton was friends with Epstein too. Fuck him too. I don't give a shit. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care. Like you're not going to try to come back at me with points that are going to try to like win. Like you're not going to win because fuck all that. Like even, even when people are like, Oh, you know, Obama did war crimes. Yeah. Fuck that dude. I don't, I'm not a, I, I don't support all the, the shit that he was doing in the middle East. Like I don't like, quit trying to win this battle we're just trying to fight for the right thing and you coming at me with like whenever i talk about like how awful trump is and then you say well yeah uh, bill clinton was on those planes too to epstein's island yeah fuck that idiot too like fuck all that stuff why 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 can't we just fight for the right thing instead of trying to say yeah well your shitty guy did shitty stuff too like, this I, is I back to what you're talking about it. of it being the sports sports analogy right yeah. where like no, we don't need to buy into anybody being 100% perfect or 100% good or not being a shitty person, period, right? Like the the Biden stuff and the terror read stuff's interesting. Not And it's not that terror read. It's a different terror read. Yeah, every time you say that, I was like, oh my God, that's, Sorry. that's uh, not your I would I would encourage everyone to read it because even there, she talks about being conflicted of like, she's like, I don't I can't pull the quote up, but one of the interviews she had done where it was, I, I'm, and I may be out, out speaking out of my, not ass, but like getting it a little bit wrong. But it was how she would still vote for Biden over Trump and somebody questioning her on that. And she'd be like, it's a complicated thing. And it's this, you know what I mean? And it's, you're right, Tim. And I meant to actually open the episode with the normal thing of like, we're like, I, we did in the Let's Talk episode. And it's late now, but I'm sure you're still with us. We're going to get things wrong in this episode. And we're not, we're going to say the wrong things. And it's oh, not dude, a, the people that are going to get mad at us. Stop listening. 10 minutes in, I don't mean but I don't I don't I don't mean the people no 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 I don't mean the people who are going to be like the tweets are well I guess I'm not wor- welcome here in the community yeah. I mean the people who are kind of funny fans best friends whatever who have watched this far and are going to take issue with one of the things we said trying to make a point trying to do a thing and it's not us necessarily it's not us justifying this or trying to sweep this under the rug or whatever it's, it is this conversation we were talking about earlier of talking about all this and these are the facts and this is what's going on and the fact that it, it again, it's uh, you know Tara here saying she would still vote for him, and uh, Lisa Flores saying she would still vote for him over Trump, like to stop it. Like I think that carries with it weight, right? And again, I don't think I'm being out of context there, but I could be. Please correct me in the comments if, I, if I'm off the base on these things, right? Like this is the situation of you have human beings doing this, and why joe biden's boundaries are so fucked up that he thought it's okay to do any of these things i don't know but it's the same thing that in 20 years if i'm doing something or even right now with people who would be like oh yeah well greg walked by me at a party once and touched the small of my back what a fucking creep like i didn't do that and meaning to be creepy and that's again don't apply this to joe biden i don't know what's going on in joe biden's head but it is that thing of like i didn't understand that personal boundary till i understood that personal boundary I didn't mm-hmm. understand. Uh, I don't. You don't know till you know. And I think even the fact that Biden's response to this right is 
hey, I don't recall it that way, but if she says it, she says it. I'm glad she said it. And I'll, you know what I mean? And granted, there's plenty of other Biden responses there where I think he's got, he's on record as well as if you believe, you know, terror, we don't vote for me kind of thing. Like, yeah, but, but here, uh, and to go to kind of circle around back to this, the people do. that, the people that throw this at you don't fucking care. They don't care. It's, it, it, it's, the same thing is doing what about black on black crime in chicago it's that same sure. bullshit sure, it's, sure. it's they don't care they well obviously they don't care because they're, they, they're just they're they just did looking, care then they wouldn't have voted for either of these people yeah they're just they're looking to throw something back at you yeah. it's, you know when you talk about police brutality it's what about black on black crime when you talk about yeah uh when all the uh whenever uh lebron james does something you know good for the community or something they'll go oh but he was quiet about all the issues in china you don't give a fuck about what's happening in China, dude. Don't try to act like you do. You're like, you just heard about it in the news and you're going to act like you're mad that LeBron stayed silent when it came to, you know, China and, and how their government is running things. Like, you don't give a fuck, dude. You voted for Trump. You have no say in this. If I can jump in just to give some more clarity to this, I'm reading from NBCNews.com on May 14th, 2020 by Mike uh, Mimoli, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, uh, again, after again emphatically denying the claim of a former staffer that he sexually Hold on, assaulted. Real, real quick, I, I just want to sort of, we're going to get into some more deep, serious shit. How much did you want to laugh at Mimoli? Did you I want to laugh it. at Mamoli? No, really? I, I okay, do now. I, no, the I battle do. for the nation's soul, Andy. Because, Greg, sometimes you just laugh about stuff. Oh, and man, I can like... go for another Busan right now. <laughs> uh, former okay. Vice President Joe Biden, uh, after again emphatically denying the claim of a former staffer that he said that he – Oh, denying the claim of a former sta staffer that he sexually assaulted her nearly three decades ago, acknowledged for the first time Thursday the dilemma now facing some potential supporters in November, saying they should vote with their hearts. If they believe Tara Reid, they probably shouldn't vote for me. I wouldn't vote for me if I believe Tara Reid, Biden told Lawrence O'Donnell during an extended interview Thursday on MSNBC. Biden, at the time, the apparent uh, Democratic president. Oh, my God. She heard the call. I got a boost on. Oh, you, I'm not sleeping tonight. Thanks, babe. Uh, said he didn't remember Reed, who worked for him less than a year in 90, 1993, two decades into Biden's 36-year Senate tenure. And while he again said that all women who, who come forward with uh, accounts of abuse or harassment should be taken seriously, he also said it shouldn't, quote, be, it should be thoroughly vetted and, char and charged that Reed's story has changed as it's gone. Quote, but I don't want to question her motive, he added. I don't want to question anything other than to say the truth matters. This is being vetted. This is being vetted. It's been vetted. They went and people interviewed scores of my employees over the, over my whole, whole career. Uh, this is just totally, thoroughly, completely out of character. And the idea that in, that in a public place in a hallway, I would assault a woman, I promise you it never happened, Biden said. Reed, who first spoke out in 2019 about what she said at the time was only inappropriate physical contact, broadened her claim this March to say Biden penetrated her with his fingers when she brought him a gym bag in the spring of 1993 in the halls of the Capitol complex. In her extended on-camera interview last week, Reed extensively detailed the encounter and called on Biden to be held accountable. Asked by Megyn Kelly what she would say to those who couldn't believe her because no other similar allegations has been made, she replied, quote, I say, I think I'm a, post, a poster child as to why a woman wouldn't come forward, aren't I? End quote. Uh, I'm almost done. I'll read the whole thing. Biden's new comments about Reed came during an hour-long town hall-style presentation, included uh, former Georgia State, State Rep Stacey Abrams, uh, seen as a top contender for his running mate. Uh, O'Donnell noted that Biden, who had invited Abrams to join him for the interview, uh, and asked if it was an audition of sorts. I guess this doesn't matter at all anymore because we know it's Kamala Harris, so I'll just stop there. So anyways, more context to that in what's going on. But again, back to our point of we don't know these people. You've got to try to do this. And what I do know is that Donald Trump is a 
threat to America. He is a threat to democracy. And I think, you know, there's a couple things I'd like to read from here, right? Uh, the WashingtonMonthly.com had put this up, and this is going to be old news to a lot of you. The 12 early warning signs of fascism. This went up January 31st, 2017. If you go to the U.S. Holocaust Museum, you can see a sign hanging there that tells you what to look for if you're worried about your worried that your country may be slipping into fascism. Let's take a look at the 12 early warning signs of fascism. Number one, powerful and continuing nationalism. What I'd like to call your attention to now is a, a September 19th tweet from Aaron Rupar, who is a, a Vox.com journalist. Uh, he, he took a part of uh, Trump's speech on C-SPAN, quoted this out, and the quote goes from Trump. We are taking school funds away from these crazy schools that are teaching horrible things, bad things, actually. We will teach our children the truth about America, that we are the most exceptional nation on the face of the earth, and we are getting better every single day, end quote. Number two, disdain from human rights. If you'd like, I could read from uh, the whistleblower reports on what's going on in these detention uh, detention centers uh, with all these crazy hysterectomies. Number three, identification of enemies as a unifying cause, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Uh, number four, rampant sexism, grab them by the pussy. Number five, controlled mass media, fake news, and the belief that if only Fox News ever has it right. Number six, obsession with national security, I digress. Number seven, religious and religion and government intertwined. He gassed American citizens on the street to go take a photo op in front of a church. Number eight, corporate power protected. Come on. Number nine, labor power suppressed. Come on. Number 10, disdain for intellectual and the arts. For the intellectual and the arts. Come on. Number 11, obsession with crime and punishment. Number 12, rampant uh, cronyism and corruption drain the swamp but i'll put all of my best friends into these positions of power that we drastically need uh again back to me greg miller asking you to please vote for joe biden please vote for joe biden the thing about it and going back to what we were talking about earlier right of who do you want representing the country the problems that we as america have with sexism and uh, racism and all these different horrible isms that go on this way are not Donald Trump's fault, but he is a lightning rod that is empowering them. I think back, um, and it would it would have been years ago now, and I want to say it was before Donald Trump was in office, but I could be wrong. doesn't matter. I had tweeted out, um, I think it was a quote tweet of something that had been going on and I was, or maybe it was just in reference to something that's going on. And I was like, we need to teach. And this is a synopsis, a bit of what I was saying, but we need to teach in schools. We need to teach in schools, whatever to our boys that it's not okay to rape girls. And the blowback I got to that tweet was shocking, shocking. And I couldn't believe that that was such a issue that raised the cackles of so many hackles of so many people that made them come out of the woodwork to fight me on this and to say no it's not about that it's that's a asinine thing to do da, 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 da. and then to look back now in 2020 and still deal with this idea of you know there's no way to enforce the mask policy but there is a way to send home a girl if her outfit's too revealing if her, her straps on her tank top in school are too short i remember back when i was in school a girl got sent home because her pants were too distracting to the boys that was the reason given to her and yesterday right it was going around or two days ago now as i look at my twitter right uh this quote tweet or tweet that i quoted right but it was uh this woman veronica who did this 
saw a TikTok that said, what, what would you do if there were no men on earth for 24 hours? Here was the comment section. Uh, nope, swing. I'd go take a moped and drive around in a big city during the night by myself. Uh, Georgie, uh, go on walks at night. Uh, Lauren, dance around town at 3 a.m. without fear for my life. Uh, MXO, wear an actual bathing suit and go to the beach. Funky time. Feel safe, I guess. Uh, you are Mom Lucy. Be confident on social media. Sweet creative. I would blast music through both of my AirPods, wear a mini skirt and tube top, and take Take a uh, walk late at night. Uh, KRG, XOXO. Uh, wear whatever uh, I want and feel safe doing so. And it goes on and on like this. Again, this is not Donald Trump's fault. Racism is not Donald Trump's fault. But the fact that we are sitting here going, he's the leader of our nation. He is the face we want to put on what this country is, is to me an abomination of what the fucking American dream is and what democracy is and what we stand for as a country. And just to end this again, well, I'll end it with a please vote for Joe Biden, but to end it on my end, when I don't put up the please vote for Joe Biden and I just put up go vote, register to vote, gamer vote or gamer.com or yeah, gamers.vote, right? Uh, one of the things people throw back at me is, well, what if I don't vote the way you want me to? That's fine. I still want you to vote because I want to know if the American dream is dead. I want to know if I am so wrong that this country I was raised to believe in fought for the good things and took care of each other is this far fucking gone. Please, if you've ever cared about anything I've fucking said and you're on the bench and don't want to do it or are undecided, please vote for Joe Biden. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Podcast. Each and every week, four best friends gather around this microphone to bullshit around about whatever's going on in their life, and sometimes it's incredibly serious. Uh, if you like that, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you could chip in a few bucks. You could be part of the show with your questions. You could be part of the show live as we record it. You could watch the post show we put up each and every episode on patreon.com slash kind of funny. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can wait for till we put it up on youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe. And of course, roosterteeth.com. Like I said, we got a post show to do. I imagine it will be lighter, but we'll see where we end up. <laughs> uh, so if you want to see that patreon.com slash kind of funny, if you don't know big deal until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.